This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. You are now listening to the Turtle Boy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And what are we tackling today, Luke? We're going to be talking about the DC Fandome 2021. That's right. It was on last weekend. I spent the entire last Saturday morning um, watching it. Wow. Um, Three and a half hours. Yeah. Not not the. Um, I watched a little bit of the Australian after party version. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which was fun. It, I, I'm friends with um, a drag queen in Sydney called uh, the Fabulous Super Mama, and um, the, oh, so, the Fabulous Wonder Mama. Wonder Mama. Okay, because she does um, Wonder Woman cosplay. Oh right, but really goofy and fun. Yeah, you know. Um, and so, so she was on there because she's got like the biggest Wonder Woman collection of stuff in Australia. Apparently, there we go. Um, she's got this, you know, f- Three foot tall um, Wonder Woman statue of basically from like her her belly up, you know, like a what do you call a bust? Oh, more than a bust. Oh, belly up. Yeah, yeah, bust. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is really awesome. But she's got this massive collection, and yeah, she's the fabulous Wonder Mama. Look her up on um, Instagram. She's she's really great. Um, so I watched her sec- segment of the um, the after party, the mm-hmm. DC fandom after party, um, and then sat down, told the kids. Go play, yeah. <laughs> Go clean your rooms, and um, sat there for three and a half hours and watched the uh, watched the uh, fandom from start to end. Did we have our Australian representatives there? There was an Australian guy who was doing some, um, uh, you know, announcing and talking about something, and I forget what. But I on on my Facebook and my medias, I thought we were going to have that guy, Osha, and that beautiful girl who does the. Um, the game reviews. Yeah, they were they were hosting the after party. Oh, they were hosting the after yes, party. Yes, oh, so okay. I thought <clears throat> you meant in the actual fan drone. Well, I thought that too, but they rocked up at the after party. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. And the after party was also sort of a official DC fandom follow-up event. Yep. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so it wasn't just like me and you talking about it. There was certified blue star, whatever you call it, that yep. they were... They knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. Um, but before we start, mm-hmm. oh, okay. This week's episode is brought to us by uh, Coke, Coke, no sugar. Coke, no sugar, with some slices of lemon in it. Cheers, Cheers sir. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, listeners may have recognised a sound of actual glasses clicking together. Yay! As as opposed to virtual uh, can opening and beer opening. (laughs) We're out of lockdown. Excellent. Semi. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, all the places I want to go don't open until next weekend. (laughs) Um, The movies and comic book shops. Oh, man. But we're allowed to fucking see each other. It's good to see you, sir. Yeah. There we go. It's nice to be here looking in your big 
brown eyes. La 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 low, la 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 low, 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 low. It's so good. It's so good. It really is, man. Like I was driving here tonight and just looking at people walking their dogs. Yeah. People sitting in the park with their families. Um, driving past Kingston and the, that whole courtyard area is full of people drinking beers because yep. the, the pub's open. What um, are we doing here? Fuck. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Man. Yeah, but it was good to see people out there smiling, laughing, you know, in is the it, sun because it's a fucking beautiful day today as well. It's a beautiful day and it made me think I'm so glad we're out of lockdown because lockdown in winter, fair enough. Yeah. Because we lock ourselves down in winter. Yeah. And I reckon if you didn't make a fuss about COVID, um, we would have just locked ourselves up anyway. Yeah. But... Being in lockdown was beautiful outside and hot and all that sort of thing. It's just like, it's fucking depressing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you feel like a, a violinist looking yeah. at everyone having fun and thinking, you know. But um, yeah, Green Square. And it's just so funny because like today, <clears throat> I went to Woden Mall yep. for, for lunch. And um, it was funny because I went for a walk through Woden, like the mall. And I was like, who gives a shit? It's a mall. But it's yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. And it feels normal. Like, it, it feels, yeah, it's, it's, we shouldn't take everyday life for granted. Yeah, you know what I mean? As, as, yeah. as you know, um, midday movie as that sounds. Oh, yeah. Um, it's legit. Totally. I, look, I'm, I'm double vaxxed, unwaxed, and ready to climax now. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, but I got my second vaccination on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I still haven't quite got the um, certification to, yeah. to show in Queanbeyan. Mm. You can't go into a store without showing your double vax. That's that's pretty. That's um, apart from supermarkets. That's funny because I think, and this is probably me talking out of school, but legally, a cop can't ask you for that. They can ask you if you are, but then they can't ask you for the proof yeah but with any business they can do whatever they want yeah. they can they can refuse customers okay. and they can ask you know because yeah. it's a private business well every, every place in queenbian that's not the supermarket has mm. a sign up saying you know you need to show authentication that you're double vaxxed fair enough and so like i haven't got the certification yet mm. and I'm, I'm walking um to the supermarket in the mall and i walk past um sanity the dvd shop and yep. one part of my um usual payday uh ritual mm. is to go check some dvds out get a couple of you know two movies for 30 what dvd i'm old okay i'm vintage man i'm not old i'm a collectible yeah yeah but um no exactly you know and grab a couple of movies out of the two for twenty dollar box or three for fifty dollar box you know yep um and yeah, just walked past and seeing the store was open, but then mm. I couldn't go in it. I was like, son of a bitch. And then I walked past EB Games. Yep. You know, and I, I like to have a look in there. I don't buy a lot from them, just mostly pop vinyls, you know. Mm. But I, yeah, and again, I couldn't go in there either. And I was like, son of a bitch. Because I did everything that you just spoke about, like in Woden. Yeah. So I went to EB Games. I went through my you know, monthly, you know, <laughs> yeah, monthly tradition of going, hi. Where dem PlayStation 5's at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I took, took, I walked in, did the whole fucking chat again, and go, all right, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And then, um, and you just remind me, I forgot that I forgot to go to my regular Revolution CD. Yeah, yeah. Because I love buying retro games. Yeah, yeah. So I love buying a game. Back in the day, it was 80 bucks. Now it's 30 because yeah. they're coming back into fashion. But I go, nope, that's great. And I'll, I'll play that one. Uh, I forgot to go into that one because I want you to check it out. This is like local knowledge now. But um, they had two stores, right? So you had your retro video games and stuff. 
And then down the way, you had all your games. So your board games and your pop vinyls and stuff. Now both are closed and they've made a mega one. Oh, okay. That looks awesome. So last time I walked past, it was all boarded up, but it must be open now. Yeah, right. No, cool, cool. Because um, I have seen, I did see when it was the two separate stores. Yeah. But last time I was in there, I saw my arch enemy in there, and so I um. Oh, you got a nemesis. I got two. Um, oh. <laughs> so Nate. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I saw him in there, and I was like, uh, Oh, he was working there, or he was in? No, there? no, he was just in there playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I think um, what makes an arch arch nemesis arc nemesis is when you're so similar that it pisses you off like the things you see in them you go fuck you but this is what you do god <gasps> damn it yeah, yeah. And, and look and I'll, I'll be i'll be completely honest with you both my nemesis i mm-hmm. nemesis i nemesis mm-hmm. um yeah they're, they're your shadow self yeah. so of course you're going to find them in a D shop yeah, and like. you're going to be there going, oh god damn it yeah it's like i'm earthworm jim and they're evil jim yeah yeah, yeah. Go, oh, and, yeah and but nobody else it. understands the friction yeah. it's like, but that guy's a fat fuck you go, well you're a yeah. shut up there's a fat fuck yeah. with a beard <laughs> You fat fucker! Hey, shut up, you! Yeah, yeah. Um, oh god. No, nah, exactly, man. And uh, and the reason why you hate them so much is because you're. It's almost like time cop. It's like two the same matter can't be in the same space. And everyone's like, oh, I'm surprised you two aren't best friends. Yeah, well, the hatred like, is a like, man, if, fine line. Like being best friend with myself. Yeah, you don't want to be fuck that, shit. Yeah, fuck that guy, fuck man. That guy. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> this got dark. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. The so, darkest timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go out there and have a look. Yeah, cool. Um. Eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> now that yeah, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the thing. It's like lockdown's over. You open your front door and you stand on your steps and you just look outside and you're like, oh, there's a weird looking cat. I'm yeah, back inside. <laughs> so funny because i said to my work i says oh, i'm going to take this a little bit cautious i'm not going to go running back into the office like just because lockdown's over doesn't mean it's safe but then today i went through the mall and went to my my you know food foodie area where i got my dim sims and and then i did my yeah checking in all these my haunts yeah and um loved it yeah i um so i'm working from home mm. um but an email went out to our whole um Division. Yeah, yep. saying that there was an, a live COVID case in the building that I used to work in. Oh, and so um, yeah, my, my, my supervisor <laughs> got live one. Yeah, it's not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um, so my supervisor had lunch at the tuck shop there, and this COVID person had lunch at the tuck shop there. So everyone who had lunch there between X hour and X hour have to go get tested and isolate and stuff. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we've still got to be as careful as we can, I guess. What is it? We have to be alert, but not... Alarmed. Alarmed. Alert, not alarmed. You I try what? and use that at work, and they don't let me. Because <laughs> it's pretty much the fucking same. It's be like, alarmed, not alert. It's like, Tim, can you check this queue? Yeah, okay, this is what I think. We'll be alert, but not alarmed. Tim, check the fucking <laughs> queue. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's all a joke. That's all a joke, folks. Um, that oh. was if I had a day job. Um... So what? Um, you don't have a day job. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Just to pull the curtain aside a little bit, I, I, I got. 
I came so close to getting in trouble mm. at work about talking about work outside of work. Mm. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's why I'm just dancing around it. I'm not going <laughs> to right. say anything else, but that's why I was dancing around it. You know, That's um, fine. It's fucking the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. If I want to eat, i got to keep my trap shut. Yep, nah, fair enough. Uh, okay, so let's, I'm trying to think of a quick segue. Um, speaking of keeping your trap shut, what um, um, – Pop culture? Yeah, I'm trying to think to change the word to be do with the trap. Anyway, what pop culture have you been? Uh, <laughs> I've. How was that? For, that's what we call a smooth, smooth professional radio segue. That guys. was a gear change. Oh Jesus, that was a rough gear change. <laughs> <laughs> it went in, didn't it? Yeah, it went in eventually. <laughs> I've um, I've been I've been checking out the Batman '89 and uh, on online digital and. Have you been what, reading that one? Dude, I've got – I'm so behind in my comic books. I've got the three first three mm. issues. The third issue came in the mail today. Yep. Um, but I've got a stack about 25 comics high that I just haven't yeah. gotten to yet. You know, but. I've – you know, I'm so appreciative that they did it. Yeah. I love the artwork, all that sort of thing. But you, you need – like, when I say Batman 1989, what do you think of? Michael like, Keaton, Tim Burton. Right? Yep. This is Batman 89 without Tim Burton. Yeah, right. So I, you know, and it's one of my formative movies. Yeah. I've never said it was a good movie and I've never said that it had a great plot or story. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, like with, with the first Batman movie, it was ba- all of it was like establishing shots yeah, yeah. and introducing you to this environment. Like... Boom! Off the off the gate, bat symbol. Yep. Boom! Gotham City. Yep. Fuck Batman, right? Yep. Then we've got Jack Nicholson. We've got Joker. We've got the Batmobile. We've got his little gadgets. We've got the Batarang, and it's just in your face, yep. and you're like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, then at the end, you've got Gothic uh, cathedrals and gargoyles, the and bat it's just wing, and you got bat wing, bat symbol at the end, you know, and. It's so, and it just came to me. Starts with the bat symbol, ends on the bat signal, you know? And so they're just crammed into you. This is a new world. Yeah. This is a new Batman. Here we go. Yep. And then Batman Returns. It's like, oh, all that shit before, we're starting again. Yeah. All right. Different bat suit, different Gotham City, all that sort of stuff. This comic book doesn't have Tim Burton's influence. Yeah. They haven't used any of the designs. Right. Because Gotham City is a character in of itself yeah, yeah. and it's gothic it's um it's beautiful it's great big you know archways and cathedrals and and um stone faces and all that yeah yeah it's not in this right and so what you're doing though is the action and the story is very much in the realm of 1989 batman but the story wasn't great oh, right. you know and you need the aesthetic to push it over. Yeah, yeah. And so it's funny because, like, you didn't say, oh, yeah, Batman 89. I think of Sam Hamm, the scriptwriter. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's a bit of a shame. Um, And it's only six issues and we're three issues in. um, And they're giving us what we want. Spoilers, Catwoman, Robin's obviously going to rock up, all that sort of stuff. And we're going to see, you know, an extension of the first movie anyway but it's not an extension of the Tim Burton verse, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's almost like Sam Hamm has taken the reins and he's doing what he wanted to do, yep. but we, we're missing a 
fucking significant chunk mm. of what made that universe work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. Well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get to those and read them because, um, yeah, I, I agree completely that it, it is uh, the aesthetic of the movie mm. that, that really carries it. And you know, I, I feel like, and I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I feel like um, Batman '89 set up a lot of the things that have become cliche in superhero movies totally by the time brand new yeah and yeah that's right that, that he was the guy that was the guy sorry that was the film that that set all this stuff up and so when people were making superhero films after that they're like well this is how we handle this this is how we handle that yeah, which has become cliche um yeah i was just thinking about that if this week. i think i'm sure we spoke about it previously but i really noticed the things that were established in the original Batman verse were shied away from in the Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah. Even to the point that, um, excuse me, small things like we never saw him suit up in the Christopher Nolan Batmans. He was Bruce Wayne cut to a scene and Batman would enter the scene. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be the glory shot of the symbol and the belt buckle and the, and the, and the arses, cheeks, yeah, yeah, all that. But uh, and the looking up and da da, and yeah. that's the stuff that you love, yeah, because you're a comic book fan. You want to see that. And then when you watch Deadpool, I just I don't think Batman did necessarily, but oh yeah, he's going to do a superhero landing. Oh my knees, it's like, well fuck you. We <laughs> love the superhero you yeah. know, landing. Like what's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah. You know. And if you're going to be stripping away too much, it's going to go. Well, you know what? These can't exist in the real world. Yeah. And it's all, you know, at what point do you go, it's not a superhero movie anymore? I mean, you take it all away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, true, oh, true. Well. But, um, so yeah, I've been going through that. Yep. I've read the new um, Alien comic book. All right. Yep. And so they've relaunched that, but it's not an ongoing series. Oh, it's not. Well, I mean, it is, but they have story arcs all the way through, independent of each other. Right. And so the ending of the first six issues say, tune in next week. Um, because we're starting a new story. It's like, oh, all right. Right, okay. And so, in a way, I mean, Alien comic books used to be just short runs of storylines. Yeah. And it would be Alien or Aliens, and then they have the title of the story. Yeah. So it wasn't an ongoing, you know, um, number system. This looks like it's an ongoing number system, but just, you know, different yeah. stories, different characters all the way through. Okay. So it's not too bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Because there's a new Alien TV series coming. Oh. Which Ridley Scott has already poo-pooed, saying oh, you really? nev- it's never going to be as good as the first Alien. It's never going to be as good as Prometheus, he says. Well, that's it. Like, the more shit he gives this TV series, like it being, oh, it's never going to be as good as the first Alien, well, that includes all the shit you've done at last. Yeah. 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 Um, been trying to read June again. Yeah, yep, still working your way through. I just, it's just discipline. Yeah. I just need to just, because like, I get a couple of pages down before I fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I notice, ah, uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. And so I really need to prioritize that because it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. And I reckon that's about it because yeah. I've been doing a acting course yep, yep. Um, every Saturday for the past four weeks. Fifth one is coming up tomorrow and it takes time. Yeah. Like it's supposed to go from 10 to 1. And last week we went to three. Wow. It's full on. You know, it's, uh, and we spoke about it before, I think. Um, Ivor Chubbuck, which is when, so the Chubbuck technique. So you draw on real life trauma to inform your performance. Yeah, yeah. So 
you know, if, if, if the scene calls for you to, you know, you have to be upset or whatever, you have to think of something that really upset you in the past. Yeah. And if you can't get there, well, you can get there, but then you also have to maybe pretend that the person you're acting against is the person who brought that trauma up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like your dad or your school bully or whatever. Yeah, okay. And it's in that, it's just, it's almost like tools are used throughout. Like you're not going to use the same thing for the whole performance, mm. just sections. And it's emotionally draining, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not even doing that. I'm just, I'm just auditing and checking it all out. But, um, you know, you get to learn the people who's a part of the class and you're thinking, oh, wow, this is like, this is real stuff. And so it's all play pretend, but the emotions are real, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I find after I do that for a good part of the day, I'm sort of wiped for the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And so I've been watching more than I've been reading, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, that's interesting. And that's one side of acting that I don't get mm. Be- mm. because um, I, think, I think I'm a, I'm going to say I'm a method actor. Okay, in that I... Well, you played a serial killer in the Adams Family. So what did you do? Don't tell him. Fucking... Don't tell him. <laughs> Won awards for those murders. Yeah. I mean, those, those, um, those, those songs, um, I meant. Because um, you killed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like um, I... And look, and, and, and then again, you know, there's... Um, I, I forget the guy's name, but then there's this other um, acting technique Named after some Joker, um, where you can yeah, you re you re Stanislavski, Stanislavski, that's right, um, where you become reborn again and you be baby and you you know you live. So I don't quite go to that extent, mm. but I completely lose myself in the character. And so, like you're saying, the emotions are very real. So when I'm playing Uncle Fester, was a great character to play because. Um, I got I when you look into who the character is and what he's supposed to do he's a really actually a really dark twisted fucked up thing mm. in that he he studied necromancy he studied you know um you know the occult he's bipolar he's fucking um you know all all, all these really dark things mm. but you know you can Uncle Fest is something you can very much just do an impression of the actors who have done it before. Totally. Okay. But And that's called phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not a good impressionist. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes at home I'll do a voice or something and I'll go, that sounded just like The Rock, didn't it? And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, idiot. That's Christopher Walken. It's Christopher <clears throat> Walken. And they're like, no, it's not, you idiot. <laughs> um, so I can't do impressions. So what I've got to do is actually find the character. Mm. And I've got to, as, as you were saying with that class, is finding the real emotion. Mm. So that's where I'm getting to. But I have to go this other way where I understand the character. I understand in my head why he's doing everything why he's saying everything, mm. where he's going to, where he's coming from. Why this person is doing is this. this person. Yeah. And that informs why he's saying the things that are written on the page. Mm. Um, and uh, and that feeds into the real emotion of the character. Mm. And, you know, I put a lot of hard work into these characters that are quite often written off as comic relief. Mm. Um, but I think... Yeah, the reason I, especially for Uncle Fester, I, I won awards for that was mm. because, to me, it wasn't me being Uncle Fester. 
I was putting myself away and being Uncle Fester, as as wanky as that sounds. It does sound wanky, it but... Does. It does, man. Um, but and, but it showed, because I watched that play, and you can see different actors um, at different stages of believability. Yeah. Whereas you were rock solid. Yeah. You were that character. A couple of other ones were. A couple weren't. Yeah. And, um, and that's when you can go, wow, you can... You can have different actors using different techniques to get to where they think they need to be. Yeah. You know, you're not all machine grade printouts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, you know, and and um yeah, not not to poo poo on anyone's technique how mm. they get there. Um just to point out that, you know, there's there's like I couldn't if I was playing whatever, mm. if I'm playing um I can't even think off the top of my head, uh <laughs> this is fucking great radio. If I'm playing, <laughs> if I'm playing Batman, yeah, and you're the Joker, mm-hmm. and I'm pissed at you, mm-hmm. I can't just put my uncle's face on you, mm. or you know my you know high school principal's face on you mm. to get that emotion. Mm. That would break everything that I've set up. Mm. You know what I mean? Because Batman or Uncle Fester doesn't know who my uncle is doesn't know who my principal is. oh man you're freaking me out right now i get you that complete i didn't even think of that yeah 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 because you're in that mindset yeah so then when the director goes oh i need something more imagine that's your so you, are, you, are you telling me to imagine that's my dead father yeah because you know thomas wayne what no 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 it, yeah, yeah yeah it's a complete and that's going to disrupt your process because right. your mind now is being self-conscious on you being tim the actor yeah playing a character yeah Wow, I get you. Yeah. Wow. So, and then that's the mm. thing is like, you know, I, I could take a director saying, okay, that's too much or it's not enough. Mm. But if they started to say, oh, think about the you know the time your puppy died or something, you know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, so I did an acting course, uh, acting to camera in Sydney, uh-huh. and um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it was only my neck event that stopped me from going back. And we, we saw a behind the scenes part of The Wrestler. With um, Mickey Rourke. I was going to say Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the director, was it, who was the director? Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was really organic and fluid. And so you had the camera and the director was obviously near the camera and and Mickey was doing his thing. But then the, then the um, director would come up to him and just shove him a bit. I give him a couple of shoves. Yeah, yeah. And you saw Mickey Rourke going, oh, 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 you're pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. But he understood what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. And so then you get back behind the camera, and this is just rolling. It's just keep on going. And they're not cutting. They're yeah. just they're going to use it. And so you could see him getting more and more pissed off because he's confronting emotions in front of his estranged daughter. Yeah. So he can't rage out because he still wants to, you know, have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. But then, then you hear the director coming over him, and, and he knows that, Mickey loves his dogs because he's famous for having these tiny little pooch, like horrible looking pooches, yeah, yeah. but he loves them. So he goes up to Ricky, um, uh, Mickey and goes, you, uh, I just got a phone call. Your dogs are dead. He goes, man, don't. Yeah. don't they're dead. They're all dead. And then he goes back behind the camera and you can see Mickey just going, oh, because he knows his, they're not dead. He yeah. knows that. But emotionally, he's getting to that place. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think... That's a technique that a director's using to get you to where you need to be mm. for that specific thing. Yep. But say, for example, because you're also a stage actor, mm. like you need to do how many shows a week? Uh, sometimes five, six. And how many weeks does that run? Usually a run is three. So that's 18 
let's say, three yeah. sixes are 18. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> so you have to do that 18 times, right? So I would imagine for your own sanity and your mental well-being and just your sustainability of being able to do this twice a day because you do a matinee as well, yeah, yeah. Um, you find the character by being the character, the director will go, brilliant, do that 18 times, yeah. and that's what you do. Yeah. You can't go up and go, oh, man, I have to imagine my dead uncle again tonight. Well, and that's you the know? thing. After 16 shows and you're thinking about you know, what your you know, you parents did wrong to you, <laughs> if, if you're thinking about that you know, 18 times, <clears throat> yeah. you, you, you're psychoanalyzing yourself and you're, coming to, <laughs> you, you're recovering from that trauma. So by the time you do it oh, 16 yeah. times, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've really spent a lot of time thinking about this, and um, you know, maybe they weren't in the wrong after all. You or know? I'm over it. Yeah, and you've dis- disassociated it so far, yeah. and that's not even a problem anymore. <laughs> you come out as Uncle Fester, just like, hey, how does everybody tonight? Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's a really good point too. Yeah. Oh man, but it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's it just made me think about um, yeah, how you act, and really what the camera picks up. And so, again, stage versus screen. Screen is all about you trust your camera yep. and you trust your boom. Yep. And your job as an actor is just to fucking feel it. Yep. It's not to project it. Yep. It's not yep. to emote it. And that's the type of acting I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I see a couple of castmates just really screaming and yelling and all this sort of stuff, it makes me think, hang on, knowing me... The way I get angry is different to that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, if I'm angry, you'll know it. Yeah. Because I calm the fuck yeah, down. Yep, yep. I smile. I go, oh, Tim, really? Yeah. And it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. disarming, but it's like I go all the other way down. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, oh, you pissed me off and I'm angry. Yeah. And, uh, you know. My my natural um, st- starting stages of anger is the same, mm. where I'll just shut the fuck up. Mm. And just look at you and just be like, I've got nothing to say to you, bitch. Yep, yep. Um, It's a cool burn. I often watch a movie where someone explodes in anger. And and because that's not me as a person, Mm. I think, oh, I wonder how they got there. You know, and then I try and analyze as a character, you know, as a character. What makes the character explode like that? You know what I mean? Um, So although that's not me and not my first instinct as, as an actor either. You know, sometimes you need to get there mm. um, as opposed to someone who just yells all their lines or whatever, you know. Yep. Um, but look, yeah, whatever, whatever you need to get there is a fucking beautiful process and, <clears> um, yeah. Yeah, totally. But it, just you saying that reminds me of, you've seen Marriage Story, Kylo Ren with Black Widow? Nah. All right, spoilers. <laughs> the whole thing's about breaking up, breaking yeah. up a marriage. It's basically Kramer versus Kramer. And at the end, they have a, a massive argument. And Kylo <laughs> Ren is like, and they're talking really fast and they're all very specific with their words and go, oh, this is a bit like a well-written play, mm. I think. They're not going, you fucker, none of that. It's just really quickly worded. And um, and you see Kylo Ren at the, at the you know, climax of the argument. He, he sort of reaches his fists up. And then he looks for a wall, and then he goes up to a wall, and then he just, uh, and he leaves yeah. a bit of a dent in it. Okay. And I was like, oh, oh, I guess that's how adults argue. Then I had a chat to my friend who actually did go through a divorce, a beautiful, very intelligent girl, woman, and she went, oh, yeah, I didn't buy that. I went, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, when I was divorcing, one of your friends, um, she goes, 
we were exhausted. Yeah. Like we, that was all front end. So by the end of it, it's a bit like you yeah. uh, saying about that stage play. You go through it so yeah. often. By the end, we were just like, we were just signing documents. Yeah. That was it. Like at the end of it, like if you've still got passion there, maybe you should work on it. Yeah. Or at that stage, they were just like husks. Yeah, right. And they just went, ah, oh, fuck it. Okay. Um, yeah, look, I... Um, I, I the darkest I, timeline. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, I like Kylo Ren as an actor. Um, mm. So I'm surprised to hear, like, check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I think it's on Amazon. I yeah, saw, I, I was scrolling through Amazon and I think I saw it there. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out because I'm surprised that, like, I, I it's no secret I didn't like the new Star Wars movies. Really? I know it's a shock. Guy like me, um, <laughs> but but everything he's in, I've I've quite enjoyed. Oh, it's just an interesting movie because you're watching it going because it is about a playwright. Yeah. And there's a guy who does his own plays. And you can go there going, okay, how much of this is really well-written and well-structured? And then you're thinking, why isn't this sort of, you know, is it is it a, a, like an exercise in, in writing? Because it's not, I don't think it's authentic. Yeah. And then again, I'm, but then it's interesting. So going the Chubbuck way, you know, like how would I have done that by thinking about things that I, yeah. Luke McLean's have gone through, or B, Stanislavski, if I was in that guy's situation, yeah. if I popped myself in his shoes, yeah. would he be as emotive at the yeah. end of it all? Yeah. Check it out. Let me know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll have a look. Look, as for me, man, yeah. I haven't, I, I honestly off the top of my head can't think of any pop, I nearly said pop vinyl, huh? um, pop culture that I've been consuming. Because you've been buying and collecting. And hoarding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a little badger. I've been working on some new stories, some new comics. that w- They may go somewhere, they may not. Yeah, right. But I'm working on two new comics. One is called The Cutthroat Crew. And love it. the other is called God Killer. I love this. Okay. Now, both of these... <laughs> what does the God Killer do, Tim? Um, he... I must be Kills tired. I, I must be tired. I, was, I can't think of he raises chickens or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, both of these ideas have come from me not being satisfied with pop, some something from pop culture and thinking to myself, I could do better. I do that all the time. Yeah. And it's actually made me, I'm so, so disheartened with, well, it's the same, Ridley Scott and what he's done to the Alien franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> and I watched um, Oates Studio. Uh, Neil Blomkamp, he's basically chucked. It's a bit like um, Kevin Kevin Eastman's Melting Pot comic. Yeah, yeah. He's just throwing all this shit onto Netflix and almost like really great experimental films. And so his first two, starring Sigourney Weaver, almost gives you a little bit of a tantalizing hint at what he would have done with the Alien franchise. What's it called? Uh, Oats Studio. Because okay. I think it's almost like here's my CV, everyone. And he's just chucked it onto Netflix. And I say shit. I mean. Good shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but not. But it's all experimental. It's all sort of um, conceptual. None of it is like a, a movie. Yeah, it's yeah. just ideas. Okay. And um, and I've I've felt the same. Like you know what? Fuck you, Ridley Scott. You've had thirty years to get your act together, and I've been sort of bubbling away at what I would have done. Yeah. And so you just come up with different designs and different names and whatever, and then you get the themes and you pop it through your own little personal filter. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's creative. It's not reductive and it's not plagiarism. It's just, um, 
yeah, it's almost like a not not even a fan at it. It's actual creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the what I I watched. Um, oh god, the the name of the movie is escaping me right now. Yeah. Oh, um, but it was a ripoff of Suicide Squad. Okay. Now, everyone, if you know me, you know I love Suicide Squad. Right? Hang on. Was this like a straight to DVD something? Oh, straight to the free streaming app that I've got, um, Tubi, Tubby. Tubi. Tubi. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, if anyone knows me, I completely love Suicide Comics. I love the movies. <clears throat> Suicide Squad Comics. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, Suicide Squad Comics. I like the Suicide Squad movies. Mm. I can recognize there's issues, lots of issues with the first one. The second one I love to bits, and I know that that's not um, that's no Batman, um, the Dark Knight, either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's no Spider Man two. You know, it's um, it's still got a lot of flaws, but I love it. I love the characters. Um, so I watched and the director and the director. Yep, yeah. definitely. Um, so they've they've done this Suicide Squad ripoff where it's fairy tale characters. Yeah, bitch. You've got um, Snow White um, is your Amanda Waller. Snow White? Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the characters they've got are Rumpelstiltskin. Yep. Uh, Big Bad Wolf. Yep. Uh, uh, some witch character from one of the nursery rhymes. Yeah. A witch? Yeah. And um, Bluebeard, the pirate. This actually sounds really good. It's crap. Um, oh, fuck. It's not great. It's not great. Um, I'll raise I, you that. Because I was looking at it thinking, oh, this I love Suicide Squad. This mm. is obviously a, a tribute to Suicide Squad. Yeah, using open source characters, like yeah. public domain characters. And, um, it, and, and the cover of the DVD, because it came out around the time the first Suicide Squad movie came out. Ah. And the movie poster, the cover of the DVD, is made so that your grandma will mistake it for Suicide Squad and oh. you say, Grandma, I want Suicide Squad for Christmas. Mm. She's going to see this and go, this is the one. I, I wish I could remember what it was Isn't called. Isn't that funny? Hey, Grandma, can you go get the Suicide Squad? Yes, Suicide Squad. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, but it, it was something squad. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and, 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 yeah, the cover with all the bright colors, you know, so designed to trick your grandma yeah. when she's buying you a Christmas present. Um, and so it wasn't a great movie, right? Mm. And I, I thought to myself, how, what would I have done with this movie mm. as a Suicide Squad um, homage, tribute, mm. whatever? Um, or ripoff. Or ripoff. You know, um, what would I have done? Mm. And so I started thinking about it, you know. And so um, I, wanted, I was originally going to call it the, the Chrono Crew. Um, because what I came up with is that you've got it's it's a it's like a time travel thing where they go back in history and grab the worst murderers of history, bring them back to modern day to save the world. Oh my god, that's awesome! So you get Jack the Ripper. I, okay, that's one of the characters. Of course, okay. It is. My character lineup, right? I love I, I love the stuff you do because. Your ideas are almost like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Because so many, you, so your audience can just go, I mean, it, it's just so adaptable. Like people can go, fuck yes. Yeah. You know, like that makes sense. Yeah. And like the Suicide Squad by themselves, like they're en endearing. Yeah. And, 
and, and we'll talk about the game later on when we're doing DC fandom, but like it's a Suicide Squad. Yeah. They're people that have got these really great skills, but you don't give a shit about them as people. So, of course, you're going to throw them in horrible suicide missions. Yeah. Who's going to miss Jack the Ripper? Yeah. And that's the thing. My, my team lineup mm. is as follows. Okay, the Amanda Waller character. Hitler. Is, nah, it's um, <laughs> Harold Holt. What did he do? He, he vanished. He was yeah. the Prime Minister of Australia. He, he vanished walked off, off the, the face ocean. of the earth. Did he walk into the ocean? Or he went for a swim and never came back. Mm. Right? Did he? He did because he came back to set up this super oh, secret good. organization. Okay, group. cool. Spoilers. Um, the uh, Rick Flagg character. Yeah. He is Ned Kelly. Nice. Right? And I, I really struggled with you need to make a balance of re- re- repulsible characters that you just want to see their head exploded like mm-hmm. on Suicide Squad and characters like, like you were saying, characters like in the new movie King Shark. Mm. He's so adorable. Mm. You don't want him to be exploded. Harley Quinn. Mm. She's such a – I love it. You, you don't want to see, see her killed. You know, um, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot. So you've got those core characters who you yeah. don't want to see killed and then you've got the other guys. You're like, you know what? Fuck you, weather wizard. You know, this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I found it really tricky to try and balance that. So what I've got for the for the lovable rogue type characters, yeah. Billy the Kid. Nice. Right? Joan of Arc. Why? Well, she was murdered as a heretic back in the day. She was actually oh, of course, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was a warrior. Yeah. You know, won wars, but then at the end of the day, because she was a woman, they're like, ah, oh, heretic, let's kill her. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they so they got Billy the Kid and Joan of Arc. They're your adorable rogues. Yep. And then the real pieces of shit is Jack the Ripper. Yep. Um, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah, okay. Not Dracula. No, Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. No. Um, and uh, Benedict. With all due respects to Vlad the Impaler and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pieces um, of shit. And... Oh God! Sorry, the last guy's name is missing me. It's Benedict something. He was the the, the head of the um, the witch hunts back in the day. Oh, the the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the number one head guy. Right, right. So that's my team. But the thing is also, and I'm I'm coming up with like, what about this person? What about that person? You've got series Dude, of just this plowing. Is, this is through. Pl- this is planned to be like a six issue story. Ah, oh. and then let's go on to another this one. This is awesome. Yeah, the thing is also, we kill. Let's replace them with. Anybody you kill, you've got time travel. So you get to a, another That's point in time. Just grab him right, right, right before you yanked him out before. That's <laughs> fucking brilliant, dude. Does that fuck up you taking the other version? Oh. But I'm sure you can come up with some sort of time travel. Yeah. Um, no, so, I love this idea. This and then the next step I had to we take. We should probably stop talking about it. Oh, uh, look, it's down here as a record. So if anyone fucking comes out true, with it after today, true, fuck true. you. Um, and then I had to come up with a. Sorry, I mean. Well, well, this is the cutthroat crew. This is the cutthroat Sweeney crew. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, then I had to come up with something original as opposed to a bomb in their head. Okay. All right. So Harold Holt. Syphilis. <laughs> a slow death. <laughs> a slow death. The gentleman's, like, the like gentleman's a, disease. like on the Suicide Squad movie where it's like, um, oh, what was, um, oh, you know, when they're saying, Turn around, blood sport, or I swear to God, I'm going to explode your head. Yeah, yeah. In my one, it's like, turn around, Jack the Ripper, or I swear you'll die a very slow and uh, disgusting death, but oh, you will die. No. Yeah. It'll take a few years. But no, so what I came up with, and it also figured out another problem of the language barrier. Oh. They're fixed with a collar. Wedlock. 
Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's got a translator in it so everyone can communicate. Yeah, right? right. But then I was looking at, okay, so you don't just want, again, the head exploding is cool, mm. but it's been done. Wedlock, it's been done. Um, yeah, Suicide Squad, it's been done. Uh, Escape from New York. Mm. It's been done. So then I started looking into um, like pipe cutting machinery. And I found this thing that it's a device for cutting pipes. And oh. I thought it would be fucking awesome and gross as hell to have this collar on them that when they step out of line or whatever, yeah. you do it. And these blades just come out and crush their throat and then clop their head off. Something original, you know? There was a because it also solved the problem of the language barrier between these people from time and mm. space and, you know. There's this movie called The Counselor with our boy from... Uh, well, from Prometheus and also um, X-Men First Class. Yeah, right. Um, What's his name? Michael Fassbender? Fassbender, yep. He's called The Counselor and um, spoilers. And so <clears throat> we're talking about the you know, uh, Mexican drug cartel and Brad Pitt's in it. And at the beginning of the movie, he talks about how there's this horrible little device that these guys use specifically as this thing that they lop around your head like it's a... Um, like a like like a like a metal apparatus which is like a um like a metal rope yep with a little device like once you get that over someone's head the thing will start constrict, constricting and so shock horror at the end it happens to Brad and he pops his fingers up to stop it from tightening and his fingers get chopped off yeah, yeah. and he gets around his neck tighter and tighter cut to black but you can just imagine his head popping off yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so there we go do I'm that write that one down yeah, no. I want to see that nothing yeah, cool, better cool. than seeing Brad Pitt's head come off. <laughs> the best bit. Um, yeah, so, but the thing is, I looked into that, and I think it was made for the movie. Yeah. But then the thing is also, if you're unlucky enough to find out that it's real, it's probably the last thing you're ever going to do. So, yep, yep. That sounds cool. Um, and then my other story that I'm working on, as I said, was God Killer. Yeah. Now, this came from our, we've had discussions about my dislike, uh, not dislike, disappointment in the boys' TV series. Yeah, not angry. Just disappointed. Just disappointed. Yeah. You know, so, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to try and put together a better, not the comic. I understand the comic's fucking literature. You Have know you read I mean? it? No, I haven't, but it's it's held in really high regard. I think I was talking to your brother about it, and he and he made some good points. And I liked it, but he, he made a really good point, if it was your brother. But um, it, it sort of, it's, there are scenes in the comic book, and I say scenes, where... They basically just talk through the story right. and come to a conclusion at the end and telling, not showing. So what in, in context of the story, is that like <clears throat> them planning to take out Quicksilver or whatever? Well, or? say, for example, mystery solving. And so something happens and then <clears throat> these two guys sit down and they come up with scenarios and explanations and, well, think about it this way. And that's the reason why. And so instead of going out and seeking evidence, they sit down and have a talk and nut it all out yeah. to a resolution. You go, you could be wrong. Yeah. This is all just talk. Oh, what? And then they go and kill the hero. No. They might. Or they might not. But yeah. the, all the, you know, they're coming up to, to a plan um, to do something else as opposed to getting more evidence or yeah. actually going on an adventure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. But the TV series of The Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the best characters are the bad guys. Which is odd, because in the comic book, they're deplorable, and you want to see them die. Yeah. Whereas in the in the TV series, Highland was a Highlander, High, 
the main bad guy, the, the, the evil Superman. Homelander. Homelander. He's the star. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing about the TV show, the, the one thing that I really do enjoy is um, the Deep's redemption story, which isn't even in the comics apparently. No, he's horrible. Yeah. And you want to see them die. Yeah. And you want to see the boys rip these bastards apart because yeah. of the horrible shit they do. And there's no redemption story for the Deep because he's a horrible, yeah. horrible person. Yeah. Because he's done a horrible thing. Yeah. And so we're supposed to... It's almost like we're vicariously living through the boys to do what we can't yeah. as yeah. You know, readers. Well, yeah. We want to see these guys pay. Yeah. We don't want to see them becoming charming psychopaths yeah. like Homelander or Redemption Arc. You can't redeem yeah. yourself from that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so with a title called The God Killer, mm. what do you think? What do you well, think it is? it's about people killing gods or collecting ducks. Like you said, yeah, like, raising what? chickens, raising chickens. Um, but yeah, going after these guys and just bringing them down to to level. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically. I'm going to give you a opening scene, mm-hmm. right? You've got a public service style building, right? <laughs> yeah. And you've got you're on the fifth floor. It's opened up on the inside, so you know what I mean. Like, oh, how do you explain? Yeah, you've got inside balconies where you can look down five floors. Yeah, yeah, mezzanine. Yes, that? Oh. whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, where you can see the tuck shop downstairs or the coffee shop or whatever. Yep. You see people coming and going. So you've got this scene and there's a man on the fifth floor, um, nothing spectacular about him, mm. and he climbs over the balcony, lets himself go, and you see him just falling, five, four, three, two, one, and he hits the ground, bang. All right? Dread style. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight from there, we cut to a crime scene where there's over 600 dead Jesuses, right? Yeah, nice. One Jesus from every culture, and they've all been murdered. Oh, right. So Asian Jesus. You've got Chinese Jesus. You've got black Jesus. You've got white Jesus. You've got... You've even got American Jesus, which looks like a cross between Jesus and Trump. You've got um, <laughs> Mexican Jesus. Yeah, you've got all these different Jesuses from different cultures around the world. Yeah. You know? And they're all dead. Can't do Jewish Jesus because that's already been done. Yeah, yeah they yeah. already got that guy. Yeah. Um, and they're all dead. And then you've got um, Ganesha. Yep. The Indian god with four arms and an elephant head. Yeah. He's Detective Ganesha. <sighs> and he's investigating the murder of all these Jesuses in the Hillsong camp, campus. <laughs> okay. Right? And he's you know, got yeah. a partner. So you've got um, – so that's basically the opening. There's 660-something 60, dead Jesuses. Yeah. Um, American, 666 Jesuses? Well, I don't quite go there. But, okay. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I research it and apparently there's over 600 um, distinctively different cultures in the world. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. And, you know, Jesus was marketed like Coke back in the day. Yeah. Where they were marketed to look like, you know, yeah, okay. Because yeah. um, I don't think Jesus was blonde. But, you know, you go to a lot of... That's fucking heresy, dude. <laughs> you're in Australia. You're in Australia. Australian Jesus. You're either going to believe in blonde surfer Jesus, yeah. right, or Aboriginal Jesus. Right, okay. okay so One or the other. No, and I think even Aboriginal Jesus died his, died his head. Well, there we go. Pink or something. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, so that's that's the setup that's for that story. Awesome. And they need to find out who is murdering gods. Write this one down. So have you read Grant Morrison's The Murder Play? <clears throat> the 
the murder mm-hmm. play or the Christian play? The passion play. We'll find out about it. Yeah. Basically, someone who kills God at this passion play. And, uh, and it's a detective story. It's really good. And it delves into themes of religion and all, like Grant Morrison, you know, Grant yeah. Morrison. And it's a really trippy, trippy book with a very ambiguous, ambiguous ending. But, um, yeah, get some ideas from that. Yeah, look, I really, um, I really like Grant Morrison's stuff. Mm. I read a lot of his stuff and some of his stuff breaks my mind. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, I'll, I'll definitely track that down and cool, check cool. it out. Um, you sound great. And um, have you thought about artists yet? No, yeah. I, I actually, I'll show you later. Um, I actually got one artist to design. Um, I backed a Kickstarter and on, on an original art award level. Mm-hmm. So I commissioned the artist to do something and I got this artist, Fish Lee. He is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fish I, Lee. Fish Lee, that's his name. Right. And I said, look, I didn't tell him what the story was or anything. I just said, look, I want to cross between Ganesha and Zipperwitz off um, NYPD Blue. Yes. And I'll show you later. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and I'll show you the piece that he came up with, and it's it's chef's kiss, dude. It's so beautiful. Awesome. But, no, I haven't come up with artists yet. I'm um, I'm still nutting out the entirety of the story. Like, the few things I'm trying to figure out with God Killer, um, well, I mean, I'm not going to say it now, but I've got two key things that when I figure them out, I really think it'll unlock a lot of the story and then I can just get into it and write the thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. good fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, for your Patreons, what do you call them? Patrons. Yep. Words. Um, you you sent off that um, exclusive clip of the review of your Gorilla My yes, Dreams. The uh, the audio commentary we did the other week. Yep, yep, yep. Was that received well? Um, I haven't received any feedback yet. Fuck. Um, so fucking... Patrons, they're your patrons. Yeah, Jesus. The thing about patron, Patreon, though, is it's it's a lot of it is very. Look, we like your stuff. We'll throw you some money, mm. and they're not necessarily interactive, but they're just like, look, this is just a passive way. You just take a bit of money out of my bank every month, and uh, right, you know, uh, that's that's a lot of the case. I just want your love. Here's yeah. my money. Fuck. All right, thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sugar Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, shit. So, but, that, but that's cool. People, people do. I like. Uh, I know with previous ones that I do have have eventually gotten feedback saying that um, you know they dig it and stuff like that. Uh, this, cool. this fish legion, like he read my gorilla comic, mm. and he 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 pimps it like it's the bible. Like he loves it so much. You know what awesome. I mean? And a professional artist like that who's so fucking good, saying that I'm one of the best storytellers he knows in the industry at all, it's so fucking uplifting. Yeah. You know and I mean? even if he is wrong, it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! No, it's great. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing with um, comic books, especially Australian comic books. Like, there's there's good stuff out there. Mm. And, I mean, we're going to go through a DC um, fandom, but I guess it's being old and busted and broken from the inside that we want something different. Yeah. You know, after years of loving DC and yeah. loving Marvel, it, like we've said before, it doesn't get away from their origin story too much. And yeah. so when you do see something purely original and creative it's just like my god this is refreshing yeah it's exactly the truth and that's that's basically my history with reading comic books reading you know it's been 30 years or something mm. we learned we learned when we were talking to my, my buddy paul the other week oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah you know, i had been collecting comics for about five years before that point where he said ah tim that was actually like 30 years ago god damn it but i mean you can only read 
I mean, and we, and we all have our favourites, but mm. you can only read so much um, cut and paste superhero stories yeah. before you go seeking for, you know, before you do get bored with it, and you go looking for something else. And that's where my love of the the fringe superheroes like yeah. Doom Patrol, like Blue Devil, mm. you know, um, that, that's where my love of those characters come from. Because it's like, yeah, okay, Captain America, yeah, the Avengers, the X Men, they're always going to be front and center fighting Galactus and stuff. They're always going to be. McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and but but hey, what's happening with these guys over here? What's mm. happening with uh you know, Morbius the living vampire? How you know, he's trying to go straight. What the fuck? Mm. That's awesome. You know what I mean? All these sort of fringe guys, you know, um And that's, that's happening yeah. in movies as well. I mean we're gonna be talking about the Batman later on. You know, that's broken away from the usual mold. Yeah. To the point that, that you know, Joker spun off by his own yeah. thing as well. Yep. And so um people are getting a little bit wanting a little bit well, not more. They want something different. Yeah. 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 Um, so, speaking of Batman and DCU, shall mm-hmm. we move straight on to that discussion? Sure, but did you want to have an ad break? Um, yeah, well, why not? Let's take a break and we'll uh, go refill your drinks, guys. Go, you know, have a bit of a tinkle. Uh, yeah, have a sandwich, get some snacks, and uh, we'll meet you back here in just a few minutes. Sounds good. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, That's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde organising power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, This makes no sense. In 2021, they realised we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, This is pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified Motion Picture Academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. Uh, That's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, waitingfordoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. It's been a while. Okay, guys, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back. uh, Yeah, welcome. Me and my um, 11-year-old daughter, we start, we just start doing these ad-lib rap songs, just about anything. Freestyling? Well, yeah, but like, she'll just start saying, get it, girl, get it, girl, get it, get it, get it, girl. And then I'm like, you know, and then we start talking about stuff and it's, it's so freaking ridiculous, but we make each other laugh so much. I love being the hype man. <laughs> so someone's just been saying, yeah, give me a what? Yeah. Say what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> and then you just take a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, okay, guys. Well, uh, yeah, we're back. I hope you refreshed your drinks because we did mm-hmm. the second half of this show is well, what's this brought to us by luke johnny walker black with an ice cube hey ding ding 
Oh, great, Gugamuga. Oh, wow. That's rich. That's a bit rich for my blood. Talk about COVID vaccines. Oh. That's just knocked it all out. Yeah, oh. any disease in my body's just gone. I don't think I'm a whiskey person. Because <laughs> I, I, um, I, I think you like bourbon. And that's I, like. I'm rum. Oh, oh, fuck, I've got rum. Ah, oh, sorry. No, but, um, Nathan, I, my brother Nathan's a bourbon boy. Yeah, but I think I like a little bit of honey yeah. and that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, whereas yeah. I've tried to, I've got so much whiskey and my friends always get me whiskey. Yeah. And I think I need to get through it because I'm, I'm a tight ass as yeah, well. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, I, I need to move through it. And yeah. two years ago, I had a New Year's resolution. Yep. Going to learn about whiskey. Yep. What's a good one, what's a bad one. I'm just going to mow this down, you know, responsibly. Yeah. Um, I love red wine. And that's my thing. That's yeah. my jam. Which is fair enough, man. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, this, I, I like the, the pretentiousness yeah. and the gentlemanly and the, and the masculinity of it all. Um, but, yeah, I don't get it. I, I feel really like if we were it. smashing some big cigars as well. Oh, totally. I'd know? love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That'd probably work <clears> with this. But, yeah, it's, fuck, it's rich, dude. It's rich. And then we go, oh, well, water it down and stick some Coke in it. It's like, well, then what's the point? Yeah. Just have a fucking Coke. Yeah. 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 Uh, another sip. It's definitely drinking COVID vaccine. You know what will make it better? What's that? I'll go grab them. Okay. <laughs> All right. So while Luke runs and grabs the mysterious uh, ingredient, we're about to kick off our discussion of DC Fandome, DC Fandome 2021. Now, those who don't know what DC Fandome is, is um, it's basically an annual online convention that DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Media hold um to talk about what's upcoming what's what's been released recently and what is uh basically yeah basically the upcoming news of what's what okay so luke has come back with uh what looks like chocolate eggs or something hags chocolate caramel okay so this melts in your mouth caramel's in the middle that's going to swing up the whiskey all right so i'm going to try one of these so we'll see if i can even talk what happened oh yeah yeah no you don't eat them you sort of sort of suck them a bit because right. you got to chip a fucking tooth. All right. Okay. <coughs> oh, man! Just let it go there. Oh. I think I think a caramelized treat was mm-hmm. probably not the best idea while we're doing a. Um, it's probably not. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, man. <laughs> oh. I should enter this three minutes into the Australian Podcast Awards. You should. They probably love it. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> but as you as you know, this podcast punk rock, so we don't pause for anything unless um Absolutely. unless we're having technical failures. So, which is quite often. You experience what we experience. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole new world, Tim. New experiences. Mm. Rao, lockdown. Luke. Yep. While I try and get this shit out of my teeth. Yep. Did you watch DC Fandom? I watched a good chunk. <clears throat> I watched the first hour and a half. Uh-huh. And then my day went to hell. So you didn't even you didn't even watch half of it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny because like, what I did see and, and we're okay to start talking about it. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, I love comics and I understand DC and Marvel are companies. And I don't know if it's because I'm on the other side now, you know, 42. Love um, design and all that. I've got a head for business now, all that sort of thing. It just reeked of corp- corporate, mm. you know, and the beginning really did too. And you got, you know, and it's in a COVID world and we're seeing something that we probably wouldn't be able to see anyway yep. because of COVID, being all online. But everyone's just so, like, like what so, like they're presenting. Yeah. <clears throat> at a at a corporate workshop, yeah. Like, like there's no. That's why I'm interested in the after party because I'm hoping it's a little bit freer. Yeah. Because I uh, I saw the presenters being all I'm I'm so excited to be here surrounded by all this. Yeah 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 yeah. Come yeah. on, let's get let's get to the good stuff. And then you see the TV presenters like um who plays the Flash? Um, little boy Flash. Yeah, Grant. <laughs> something yeah, Grant. Look, I've got it in my notes here somewhere. But... You know. And then they, they crossed Grant, it. Grant Gustin. Yeah, you go, Grant Gustin. And, and you know, you've got this person saying, and so you're excited about the new yellow boots. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new yellow boots. And I've always loved all the Flash costumes, but the yellow boots is just something that oh. I've really been looking forward to. Really? Let's have a look at them. Yeah. And it's just like, Grant Gustin doesn't give a fuck about yellow boots. You didn't get to the Ezra... Who's no, that, who's Ezra that Miller. Boy? The Ezra Miller portion. Look, we'll get to that. Okay, but but yeah, but I guess but, I, I, uh, so. I'm just seeing, like, I know Grant. You don't want to be here, and you don't want to be doing this. Yeah. And this presenter, she has had everything written yep. down. A whole committee has designed her questions and her presentation. Yeah. So she's just a a disembodied. No, she's an actor yep. just delivering yep. her lines to someone who's delivering their lines back. And it's just so corporate. And the only time I felt like it was loosey-goosey, and I don't know if it's because of differences in presentation styles between TV actors and the movie actors, or the movie actors and directors have a little bit more say in how they present stuff. Like, you're not going to give James Gunn standard words. He's just going to go, ah, fuck it. Just Just don't swear too much, you know? And so watching James Gunn panel with a peacemaker, um was great. Yeah. It was a highlight. Yep. And again, everything's squeaky clean and, oh my God, I was so overjoyed when this happened and that happened. I'm so thankful to be part of it. Oh God. But then I was just thinking, when we were young and hopeful and had a glint in our eye, I guess the only thing we had in terms of this type of thing was when Ray Martin would um, do an interview with Val Kilmer. Yeah. And it wouldn't just be an interview. It'd be Ray Martin in an overcoat on a set that looked like Gotham City with smoke going. So we'd be like, ah! Then yeah. they'd sprinkle hints of Val Kilmer. So we talked to, you know, it's a press junket. Yeah. We yeah. talked to um, Tommy Lee Jones, then we get to Jim Carrey, and then, ah, oh, Val Kilmer! And that interview would be a fucking dud. Yeah. You know, but it was all the, yeah, show and spectacle. Whereas nowadays, we've got the internet. Yeah. And we can go to sections of the interview they would want to see. But this thing just reminded me of the Ray Martin thing because it was three and a half hours that you had to watch literally. Yeah. Because I thought, because we watched this last year. Yeah. And that went for four hours or whatever. Well, didn't it go for two days? It, it was broken up into two days. Yeah. I think we watched the first day. Yeah. And because I, I, when you, before you came over, I was thinking, how is this going to work? Is this going to be like a website where we click on different things? Yeah. So, no. 
all linear. The very first year was like that. Oh, cool. You would you would almost like 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 at a convention, mm. book your time slot for the panel you want to watch. Cool. You know that was the very first year, but then I, I guess they were just like, well, no one's watching the panel about the Flash mm. or, or whatever. Sorry, yeah, yeah. that's just what came to mind. No one's watching that panel, so let's just make them watch it all. Yeah, yeah. watch it all and end it on the highest note, which is the Batman. You know. That being said, um, well, should we go from where let's to go? go? From, let's go from the start. We'll, yeah, just, so we'll just go through and throw our go. opinions out. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we were shown was your favourite. I would say actor. You would say parasite. Um, the Dwayne Johnson. The, <laughs> I like the, the Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne. Um, <laughs> Dwayne. Yeah, um, oh, with I... a with a, a teaser mm. teaser trailer of Black Adam. Black Adam. I you know I think The Rock is very good at what he does, but he has very little, um, you know, resistance around him. Yep. You know and. I reckon Vin Diesel was well within his rights to say, you know, this is about family, you know? And um, so having this cuckoo come in and kick everything, everybody else out to make it all about him, um, I thought Vin was right. Here, the evolution of this movie, Black Adam, was about, oh, Shazam 2, do you want to be Black Adam? Yeah, but I'm going to have my own fucking movie. It's all going to be about me. We're going to have... I'm going to be the lead. We're going to have all these other secondary heroes and villains beneath me. And the catch cry is going to be the, the hierarchy of power is about to change in the DC universe. Yeah. So he's really, he's been really good about it. He's used this one character to leverage himself, not only into the DC universe, but on the fucking top to the yeah. point that when Black Adam and Shazam do cross paths, I'll be very surprised if Shazam beats him it's going to be an anti-hero it's going to be a team-up movie you know it's going to be black adam isn't going to be a um villain he's going to be an anti-hero and he's going to be merciful to shazam i think um as far as the character black adam is concerned Mm. i think um as far as dwayne johnson's plans that that's one character where the lightning in a bottle allows that sort of thing because if you had any other villain quote-unquote villain the rock play any other villain and then try and leverage it into what it's become Mm. it's um not many villains you know if it was black manta there's no way a a black manta solo movie you know what i mean yeah yeah. if it was yeah i get you if it was bizarro Oh, actually, no, Bizarro is another one of those well, grey-level characters that could work. Bane, but... in the comic books, he he gets over his Venom addiction and he becomes an anti-hero. Yeah. Like Venom, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's only a few, there's, there's only a handful of characters that yeah. would work like totally, that. Totally, absolutely. You know, if he, if he was like a Doom Patrol villain or a fucking, mm. or... Um, the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. A, a Flash villain, yeah, mm. Captain Cold or something. Oh, the Flash villains don't fucking get me started. <laughs> If you're faster than lightning, what the fuck? Yeah. The I, trickster? Really? Oh, you just slipped on a banana peel. Yeah. Fucking. I've often wondered about that. Um, mm. Yeah, again, with, with Superman being the strongest dude in, in, in existence, but yeah. also the fastest dude in existence, I'm kind of like, well, what, what could possibly threaten him? Bit of a tangent, but Justice League, you've got three speedsters. Three? Wonder Woman. Is she a speedster? Well, oh, well fuck. I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets. Don't worry about machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no thang. 
But um, the first Shazam movie, right? Uh, we we had uh, Mark, um, the villain in the Shazam movie. Fuck, what's his name? I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> that role, that movie was pretty much the new Fifty Two Shazam. Yes, right. Yep. Promoter go. The lead villain was Black Adam. Yep. And through trickery and and making him say Shazam again or Black Adam, whatever the fuck he says, yep. um, kills him. Uh, and that was a really good way to get rid of him. But I think also Dwayne said, no, no, no. You're going to get Mark Strong. Yeah. Then you're going to introduce me in my own movie with the potential to have Black Adam one, two, three, and four. I'll cross over with Shazam. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But he, I'll, beat, I'll beat the whole Justice League. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, and, and good on him. He's doing what he, he does, but it's just like, at what point do you park your ego for the good of the character? Look, I think when you're playing on the such high stakes as he's playing, mm. when I'm saying high stakes, Money. I'm saying, you know, the m- most highest paid actor on the planet. That means he's the best actor on the planet, That's doesn't right. it, Tim? That's right. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I-, I don't think there's time to park your ego mm. when, when, you know, everything you're doing... <laughs> Yo, Ozymandias, everything you touch turns to gold. Is that the right, yeah, is that yeah. the right character? I sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, sure. I was, I'm actually quite fascinated with The Rock because um, I read an interview where he said he wanted to have Will, Will Smith's career. Yeah. And he said he didn't, he didn't want Will Smith's career, but he wanted to do what Will Smith did, yeah. which I think is a great fucking thing because I loved Will Smith movies growing up because yep. you know, Will Smith famously said that um, he's really regretful for doing Wild Wild West. So well, don't because you were being Will Smith in a sci-fi movie. Yep. I went to see it. You were being Will Smith in an uh, well, two fuck a couple of sci-fi movies. Yep. He was in a thriller that I went to see. It's like, yep, if it wasn't Will Smith, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. I went to, went to see it, and then he was in Wild Wild West. Yep. Wicked Wild Wild West. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, I danced the song. I went to see it, and I never would have watched a western if it wasn't for Will Smith. Yeah. And so I saw it, and it was great because my my boy Will Smith was in it. Yeah. And it's the same with The Rock. <clears throat> he doesn't change. The situation does. Yeah. He takes his to the jungle pretty much yeah. once or twice a year. Um, he was in Doom. Yep. Video game movie 20 yep. years ago now. Yep. Went to see it. And to see Rock in a different scenario. It's, it's, and, he, and he does a good job. It's going to be very interesting because I don't think we've seen him play a character quite like Black Adam before. Uh, well, we haven't seen him be evil. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think this Black Adam is going to be evil. I think he's going to be misunderstood. He's going to be an anti-hero and you're going to go, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's going to be like a dark hero. Like you could say yeah, yeah. Um, the new Batman is a, is a dark anti-hero because yeah, yeah. he's a vigilante yeah. it, from what I see in these trailers, yep. just losing his shit and beating people up. It's edgy. and That's what we want now. So yeah. it's going to be fine. It's going to be a great, great movie. Um but it's just interesting that he's 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 just doing something that worked obviously really well with Will Smith, but then Will Smith's career came to a fucking end, yeah. and I don't know why. I think it's got a lot to do with his. Um, but I think I think The Rock. I mean, he's been doing movies for twenty years now, yeah. and to me, he's still new. You know, yeah. and that just means that he has an overseer's welcome. Yeah. If anything, we're watching him become the next Beyonce. Yeah. Like he's not yep. just an actor; he's becoming this massive brand yeah. and an icon mm. and it's great to watch yeah, yeah yeah so this trailer 
it was like a ten second trailer. The thing is though, but it it was it was finished. You know, like the special effects were done, yep. and it was it was solid. Yep. yep. Um, we got our first little peek at him in costume, but oh. it was very dark and shadowed. Um, if there's anyone to play a superhero physically, yep. it's this fucking dude. And and I, it was it was in this <clears throat> DC fandom where the presenter after him said, you know, he's been working out and we've been watching his workouts on social media for quite some time yep. to get to be Black Adam. Again, it's like co-design. Letting, yeah. letting the, the the fans see the development yeah. uh, and, and waiting for the goal. Um, so he's dedicated, yeah. you know, and he looks great, you know, and he looks like Black Adam. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was delighted to see a couple of familiar faces after our discussion last week about our favourite DC characters with convoluted histories that we can't figure out <laughs> that yeah. both the characters we brought up last week are going to be in this fucking movie. Yeah. Dr. Fate by Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And um, Hawkman's going to be in it. I, I, I don't know why. I thought Dr. Fate was going to be his, in his own movie. That's what I thought too. But Even when we were discussing it last week, yeah. I was like, yeah, Dr. Fate movie. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Why, why else would you have Pierce Brosnan? Like, you know, and they get B.S. Brosman to read his lines that have been served to him by committee. Oh, I've been Bond for 10 years, but this is something different. Well, look, well, it's not. I'm going to tell you, though. I'm going to tell you. Mm. Everyone gets excited for James Bond movies. I've secretly, I've secretly been in my mind saying, why do I want to watch some, um, you know, secret agent, mm. you know, drive a car, mm-hmm. jump, jump the car over a bridge, you know, you know why what? do I no? Why do I want to watch that when I can watch Captain America <laughs> fucking run down a boat and smash terrorists with his shield and uh, fucking jump higher than a fucking car? <laughs> James Bond's old James Bond isn't is like watching, you know, today like, mm. and what what watching um, oh fuck, I was gonna I was gonna say um, yeah, like an old cowboy movie, but look, lo- a lot of those hold up. But I feel like the secret agent thing, yeah. Is outdated in this superhero uh, world. Uh, super soldier. What, what was Captain America called uh, when he wasn't Captain America anymore? He was, and he was just Steve Rogers without the mask. He was super yeah, soldier. The super soldier. Yeah, the super soldier. See, but he was still jumping ten foot walls. He was still bench pressing a small car. At the beginning of Skyfall, he gets shot by a machine gun and dumped off a off a bridge. He comes back. Um, James Bond is male wish fulfillment and not, <laughs> not a, you're loving that whiskey, dude. Um, yeah. just dump it in that. Just dump it in there. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, it's got to ruin the coke. I've got to get through it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. So he's, he's wish fulfillment for men because he is the whiskey and the cognac and the cigars and the suits and everything. And there's amped up, right? But for you specifically, you get your wish fulfillment from Captain America. From fucking Thor. From, uh, yeah, 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 yeah totally, Batman, totally. from but, all those guys. And if you think about it, right, James Bond Casino Royale riffed of the reboot of Batman Begins. Right. When you think about it. So Batman, if you watch Batman Begins and um, Casino Royale, it plays out the same way. Okay. We see link for link how Batman, how James Bond become who we know them to be. Like James Bond, he gets his first, um, his first dinner jacket. In that movie. So we're seeing him being built yep. to what we know of him. 
Like, none of it was by mistake. Even the way that he plays cards is pretty subtle, but it's it's brilliant. Right. Then you've got um, The Dark Knight, which is, it was like the first superhero movie to, to break a billion dollars before The Avengers came along and did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then you've got Skyfall, which used the same plot elements of The Dark Knight. Yeah. And so James Bond is a fucking superhero. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Where's his fucking bat mask? Okay, he, he's got his Batmobile. He's got that fucking Austin Martin that survives everything. That's a car. Yeah, I've seen, say? I've seen them. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I've seen him driver on camera. Overpaid, Austin Martin, Mar- overpaid public servants driving. Fuck me. That's my next move. No, I think I did see one. It zoomed past me. And I was like, oh, you fucking bastard. Yeah. Only because I don't have that kind of money. Fair enough. Um, uh, anyway, I like James Bond, <laughs> but I completely understand why you like Captain America. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. It's, it is. It it's is. superhero. Mo- it's a superhero movie for people who don't want to admit that they like superheroes. And look, and and I, I do agree completely that a superhero doesn't have to have a mask or superpowers. Um, you know what I mean? They've yeah. just they've just got to fight the status quo and stay in Act Two for the and existence could of their life. Please call Batman a superhero because he fucking is. Yeah, he's a superhero. Yeah. Okay, so Black Adam. So yeah, um, sorry, but anyway, so this Black Adam is not just a franchise starter for Black Adam. It looks like it's a franchise starter for all these secondary people because you don't Hawkman, you yeah. don't get Pierce Brosnan to be a cameo. Yeah. I love Pierce Brosnan. He's not he's not throwaway stuff yet. And Hawkman, I've never seen him before. The actor, yeah. so he's obviously going to be developed. Yeah. You know, so this is going to be again seeded to um, to branch out themselves coming from black adam i would have expected a uh not justice league a justice society Society, movie which would have been brilliant maybe that's what we're going to get as a prequel where we see the first appearance of dr fate yeah yeah um all right so we actually just talked about that for nearly a half hour um so folks buckle in this is going to be a long fucking episode because we got so much to talk about Fuck, I don't, because I only saw an hour and a bit of it. <laughs> okay, so the next thing off the uh, cab off the rank mm-hmm. was, as we were talking about, Grant Gustin and The Flash. And his fucking yellow boots. Now, what I found interesting about that was that, as you were saying, the girl inter- interviewing her is like, you seem so excited about the boots. And he actually said, not really. Did um, he? Yeah, he, oh. he says, look, I love all the <clears throat> costumes, you know, and, and it's been such a great run, you know, all this sort of stuff. But I like all... <laughs> Yeah. But it was like she kept coming back and saying, You you are so excited about the boots and him being like I'm kinda not You you saw that he didn't want to be there. Yeah. yeah. Or, or he's just a bad or, actor, I don't know. Or at least didn't want to be talking about those boots. Mm. You, whereas that's all she kept going back to. Mm. You know, and he probably wants to talk about look, this is I don't know if they said it or not. This is my final season and this is gonna be fucking incredible. That's or actually true. That's actually true. You've got so much to talk to me about and you're talking to me about Bucking boots. boots. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's what I took from that, is that he looked so uncomfortable like he didn't want to talk about the boots, the golden boots. Uh, but I'm sure none of it would have been a surprise. He would have gone those pre-approved yeah. words yeah, and yeah, talking yeah. points. I do like how it's getting more and more comic booky. Yeah. Because if you remember, X-Men were pretty much the first comic book movie apart from... Spider-Man. You know, well, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman... And they went totes matrix. Yeah. Everything was black. 
and there was no comic booky influence. They even made fun of the yellow spandex yeah. in that movie. Yep. And it's only, you know, you, and you look at the poster for the first Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where it's shadow and black and there's a hint of purple and hint of blue. Then you look at the second movie, boom, they got their freak flag out. Yeah. And then you see Thor Ragnarok, boom, Bam, got your yeah. freak flag out. Suicide then you see, Squad. boom. Yeah. But Doctor Strange, boom. And then fucking Avengers. Yeah. It's all comic, comic, comic booky. Yeah. Um, and DC have come to the party way late with um, fucking Aquaman. Yeah. Black Man, Manta? Yep. L- ridiculous. That wouldn't work in real life. Boom! Oh, we're doing it. Fuck. This doing is what it looks like. And in the sequel, we'll get to, looks even more like the comic book. I remember, I don't know if I was doing the movie club with you when Aquaman came out. I'm sure you were. But I remember Marissa, Marissa, <laughs> Marissa was making fun of the, the, the big head. And how it was yeah. already a big head, and then he made it a bigger head. And she's like, what the hell? And we're like, no, nah, man, that's straight out the comic bitch. That's fucking incredible. But it, and that's the thing. It wouldn't work in real life, but yeah. it's a fucking movie. I, I was talking to my sister today, and and, um, and we are talking about a time when I was actually doing a short film. And um, and it, oh, I should show it to you. I think you like it. It's this creepy one. And um, there's, this, there's my star. It's a, it's a slasher. She has to turn what she thought was a baby over because she saved it. She's run across the road to save this baby. But she turns it over and turns out to be a doll with his eyes blacked out. But then me as the cameraman, I had to stand over her, over her shoulder. And I told her, right, what you need to do is you need to sort of get that baby up a bit and yeah. over so I can see it. And it was completely unnatural. Yeah. Because you don't do that. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You're over it when you're turning it over. But for me, the cameraman, to, to look at it, that's not how you do it in real life, yeah. but it looked awesome on camera. Yeah, exactly. And so there are things that it's movie magic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have we been in films where it's like, okay, we have to cheat this. Mm. Tim, take one step back, look past her head, yeah. um, and it's going to look like you're talking straight to her. You know, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. Um, and look, speaking, you jump straight to Aquaman, which is what's next. Oh, okay, well, no more on, on Flash. Oh, look, all I can remember is that she was so excited about those <laughs> boots, yeah. and he it's, it's seemed to not want to talk about almost it. Almost insulting in a way, because. And are you a fan of the Flash TV series? Look, I, I watched the first two seasons. That's all you need. And it, it, it was fun. I think I, I, I bought the third season, but never got around to watching it. It, um, it repeats itself. Well, I, I, with all those um, CW shows, I really got put off by the, um, the, the, the massive crossover episodes. Oh, when they're it, hard to follow. When it was just Arrow and Flash, mm. it was a two-parter. Yep. Fantastic. I, I remember even <laughs> tweeting at the time, the the, the the green the, the arrow flash crossover is a better Batman vs Superman movie than Batman vs Superman well, because well. it really was it was yeah. such so good but then when you start bringing in Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow Batgirl, from different universes as well um, and 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 then with the release schedule here in Australia mm. you know Flash season two for example is out on um, uh, uh, Stan oh. right Arrows on Netflix but that's up to season five you can watch Legends of Tomorrow on uh, free-to-air TV, but that's only season one. So you get to these crossover episodes, and it's not even like you can be like, all oh, right, okay, The Flash, now I need to go to Arrow. But then you've got to hunt back through the catalogue for Arrow. You get to that, and you're like, okay, now The Legends of Tomorrow, oh, but the free-to-air TV show, that episode doesn't come up for another three years. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it just it made it so imp- – and then they started releasing them all together. But by then, yeah, I was just – I was done. Isn't it funny because that problem is the same that we have in the comic book world? Yeah. 
when you try and follow a multi um well a, a story that crosses over to so many different comics and it was it was the same thing back in the day when we had to get our comic books from the news agent yeah. because you wouldn't get you know, uh, What's really, the comic book store? The, the, the first big crossover I, I experienced was um, the Avengers. Um, it, it was, I think, the second uh, Kree-Shia war, and it was a massive Avengers line crossover. Mm. Now, in Australia here, we were getting Avengers, Avengers West Coast, Captain America, Thor, but not even Iron Man. Oh. But then the crossover went to Iron Man. It went to Wonder Man. It mm. went to uh, Marvel Spotlight because there was an ongoing Hawk, Hawkeye story going on there you know and so there was all these chapters back in the day that i just couldn't get Mm. whereas now you've got a comic book store and as we've discussed before you know earlier this year my son wanted everything to do with absolute carnage the crossover so i said all right if it has absolute carnage on the cover just chuck it in you know so you can do that now Mm. but with the release schedule of the tv shows and the movies over here it's it's like those early days of comic books where you mm. just can't keep up. It's funny, like I remember having an American pen pal, and that dissolved because I just started like giving him shit to buy me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but over in America, they always had this stuff, you know, and um, stores with everything, like almost like yeah. Warner Brothers Movie World on the on the Gold Coast. You walk in, you've got it all. Whereas, yeah, our Ma and Pop news agents, you'd be like, oh, we got Mad Magazine and Phantom. Yeah, fuck yeah. We'll get Batman once in a while or something. Yeah, yeah, Detective Comics featuring Batman, you know, the Dark Knight, Legends yeah. of Flap. So that's why I sort of tapped out of all of those shows. I quite enjoyed yeah. Arrow. I quite enjoyed Flash. Um, I, I did enjoy Legends of Tomorrow. With I did too. The ragtag time-traveling yeah. team was really cool. But um, And also when they found out the reason they're chosen is because history won't miss them. Yeah. Like, that's great. That's fucking awesome. So good. But, um, but that's also why I got into – well, because I love the characters, but mm. I got into Doom Patrol so hard, yeah. is that it's more an adult series away from everything else. Okay. You know, that you just watch that. You don't have to... Well, Dip into everything Actually, else. even there, to be true, truthful, they actually turned up first in an episode of the Titans. Oh, man. We'll get to the Titans. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, so, but at least from then on, yeah. it's all been about Doom Patrol and you can just sit and watch your show and not have to worry about crossovers. That's fantastic. With, with um, The Flash, first season was great. Second se- like, so, <clears throat> you know, the first season starts with this, this explosion of something yep. that gives The Flash his powers. It yep. gives everybody else their powers. So yep. he has to go around rounding them up. And then, you know, the last episode of the season will be like, oh, no, I went back in time, I fucked up. So now we've released all these different versions of super, you know, villains that you have to spend the next season rounding them up. Like, oh, no, I came back from the Phantom Zone, I released this gas, they turned everybody on this bus, and they're, you know, it's just like, oh, God. If the Flash <laughs> stopped being the Flash, it'd be fine. My, if these bad guys killed the Flash, it'd be fine. My issue with Flash Season 2 mm. was they had that guy in Season 1 who turned out to be a crook and nearly kill every single one yep. of them. Yep. But then a good version of him comes from an alternate universe mm. and straight away they trust him because, you know what I mean? Well, I was just like... Imagine no. having the most evil fucker who screwed you over, like a father figure, and then, then another person looks exactly like... Why would you want to see that face again? Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially at your work. I mean, and You he, rock up to work you go, oh, Fuck. <sighs> And yeah, he he was obviously, uh, I think, a bigger hit to the audience mm. than uh, CW was anticipating. So they had, yeah. must bring him back. But the fact that the characters, there was no, 
Hang on a minute. Mm. You fucked us for a whole season, man. Yeah. Everything you told us for a season's a lie. He's just like, no, no, I'm a good version. And they're like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no. But it, it's just it's just repetitive. And the only thing that does change is the costume. And I think that's probably what pissed him off. Like, oh, you got boots now. Because everything yeah. is the fucking same. Yeah. And then I had to catch myself and go, why do I give a shit? I'm yeah. 42. Yeah. You know? So I'm obviously not the audience anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess... You know, well, that's that's unfair. I mean, the reason why I got into Batman and Big Bad Way in 89 was because it was psychological, yeah. you know, and the way Michael Keaton played him yeah. was depressed and introverted and damaged and wanting to, you know, celebrate his parents and honour them but not move on because he's going to the crime alley every year, putting roses down, not letting him have a life, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's so interesting because – and that's a character study, whereas The Flash – it's just, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah. But it's for kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, CW isn't a, a channel for middle-aged white hard, dudes. <laughs> this whiskey is just fucking hard. Okay, so moving on to Aquamoa. Okay, so we were announced oh that <clears throat> Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's so funny. Like, you see that logo so often, and I didn't even read it. Yeah. Because I was looking at all the special effects, yeah. like the ice and the water and the... Okay. The to be Lost released Kingdom. December 16, 2022. Next okay. year, next December. Fair enough. Okay. Um, we had Aquamoa. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's on set. He couldn't make it to the actual DC fandom. But what we did see was him coming back to Australia in Queensland with a little bit of footage they shot for himself and then going up to James Wan and hugging him and saying, I can't believe I haven't been here since 2017. And... I just felt warm and snuggly. Yeah. Because, like, there's this dude, this bro dude, who loves what he does. Yeah. He loves coming back to Queensland. And he loves his director. He, he um, loves the character. When he first turned up, he goes, guys, I'm so sorry it's been four years. And I was like, oh, you don't need to apologize, yeah, mate. I, I don't. <laughs> don't apologize, back. mate. It's out, it's out of your control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just such a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, he's in June. And what I've seen of June... It's just Aquamoa. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, you've got these people who are actors and they become the characters or whatnot. Then you've got people who are personalities yeah. like Will Smith and The Rock and, and Momoa. And even, you're just happy even, to see him. Even back in the day, Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Yep. Not great actors. Totes. Um, Clint Eastwood. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Rutendooten. <laughs> My dad used to call him John, Jean-Claude Rutendooten. Uh, John Wayne. You know, <laughs> they can't, Wayne, they can't exactly. fucking act, but they're, but they're... John Wayne playing, John Wayne playing, um... Um, fuck. Um, <laughs> Great um, interjection. One of the Jesus people that killed Jesus. Oh, what? Yeah, Are you thinking I, of Charlton Heston? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, Charlton Heston. Where he's like, yeah. surely that was the king of the Jews. Ben Hur. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Son of God. But yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so when you see Aquamoa, it's just like, that's the corporate guy i want to see yeah you know not reading these lines but just and he might be acting i don't know but he's expressing his his joy yeah. of like and i was thinking fuck i've never felt like that going to work yeah <laughs> you know? and he's loving just being it's fantastic and, um, like i follow him on instagram mm. and that's it's it's not even just that he he just seems to be loving life yeah. like everything everything he posts has that same mm. Love and enthusiasm and mana is that is that it mana is that the Hawaiian term yeah look I don't know I don't know yeah 
Good on him. So, um, and the thing is also, it like just talking about this now, I've got no idea what this movie's about. Me neither. He's got a new blue suit. Cool. Apparently, it's a stealth suit. Fuck. Yeah, we don't want submarine. Like not in that first movie, we don't want submarines picking us up on radar. No, because that didn't end well. Well, that's what, that was the birth of Black Manta. That's right, that? and, so, and yeah. the death of his father. Um, I was uh, so wrapped up in seeing Aquamoa in, in different costumes and blue screen and all that sort of thing. I was thinking, oh, is Amber Heard in this? So one frame of of someone who looked like Amber Heard. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. And so we went from that mm. to Aquaman, King of Atlantis. The cartoon? Yeah. What do you think about that? Dude, I'm in. Oh, I'm up to my elbows. I Jesus love Christ. Aquaman in the Batman Brave and Bold cartoon. Oh, yeah. They, with they with really a square de- jaw. Yeah, the- but they, but <clears throat> they really depict him as a goof. Yeah. You know, like okay. uh, the best one is the Batman Brave and Bold uh, meets Scooby-Doo. And Batman has put together a, a super group of detectives that they all come together and discuss the cases that they can't quite figure out. Oh, cool. So it consists of Batman, Detective Chimp, Martian Manhunter. That chimp comes up a lot. I love that chimp. All right. Um, Martian Manhunter, The Question. Yeah. I think it's those four. And then they bring the Scooby-Doo crew in. They, they basically audition the Scooby-Doo crew. Right. Um, and they pass, so they're part of this detective crew. And at the start... You've got Batman, Batman, The Question, and Aquaman fighting this monster. Yeah. And they beat it, you know. And then... Um, Spoilers. When the Scooby-Doo crew turn up... This is the first 10 minutes of the show, so... yeah, Scooby-Doo crew turn up and they're like... And Batman's like, ah, oh, you, look, you're here just in time for the meeting. And Aquaman's like, what meeting is this? And they're like, ah, oh, nothing, Aquaman. It's uh, just a meeting we have. And he goes, what do you mean? And then someone says, oh, it's... Yeah, Shaggy says, oh, it's a super detective meeting. And he goes, I'm a great detective. Did you see how I detective that octopus to death or something? You know? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no. And then so they go off to do solve crimes and stuff, and he's always turning up. He comes in dressed as Sherlock Holmes and says, I am the great detective Sherlock Holmes. And So he's always in that cartoon anyway, played as this... Doofus. Doof. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the king of Atlantis. He's super powerful. But he's... A Doof, yeah. you know, he's a goofball. So I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, this, this is um, Aquaman, King of Atlantis, is a, a like a three-part cartoon special event. Okay. So. Oh, okay. It's not ongoing. No. It's just funny, I guess, because you know, growing up, I saw you know Ren and Simpy, Beavis and Butthead, these cartoons that weren't my Batman animated series. They yeah. weren't the Fleischer Superman. They weren't even. They weren't even uh, Super Friends. No, and they and they you know and and they were just sort of like almost like anti-establishment. Yeah. You know, like like fringe. And so I see this being corporate fringe. Yeah. And you've got um, Aquaman. He's blue. Yeah. And he doesn't even have blonde hair. Mm. It's like it's just like. The fuck, and then, but it made me again catch myself going, everything's fine. Yeah, everything is fine. This is for eleven-year-olds or or adults who like it. Yeah, yeah, and just because there's me who I'm very focused on a certain type, yeah, it's fine. That's what I mean. We like what we like, and yeah, you know, I'm not going to get upset that people <clears throat> go and watch James Bond. Yes, but I'm not going to watch it. The thing you is, know, this cartoon isn't really for kids. You know, it's like it's like. It's it's jokey and it's um yeah it's it's for young adults yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's the next step of this whole safe um um look 
safe what? I don't want to say politically correct because that, okay. that phrase just gets taken and chewed up and spit out and mangled into something it doesn't mean. But, you know, we've had this gradual progression of, you know, the, 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 the new Shearer cartoon, the new Thundercats cartoon, you know, and now the new Aquaman. It's, it's the next, yeah, the new Ninja Turtles cartoon, which is, yeah, it's the next sort of safe space cartoon sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even that, you know, safe space is such a word people take and mangle into something different. Mm. Um, I've got no problem with it. I think I will actually enjoy it because I, I love goofball Aquaman from Brave and Bold. Although I also love serious Aquaman from the comic books. Mm. You know, I'm one of these that doesn't mind. As far as Aquaman is concerned, I don't mind these different interpretations. Whereas if you show me a different interpretation of Hellboy, mm. then I'll be like, no, fuck you. you yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, and I'm Batman. All the way, and oh my god! Yeah. Um, thing is also like um, Jason Momoa plays him a little bit bro dude, yeah, a little bit goofy as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and and that that also being a fan of um, Brave and Bold Aquaman also helped me with that transition as well. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it actually helped a lot of people that who hate who not hated but were like. That isn't really Aquaman. Yeah, no, it's a hard gear shift and for I people say, who know Aquaman from the yeah, comics. And I would say, and hey, super friends. I'd say, hey, check him out yeah, in Batman, Batman Brave and Bold, and yeah, yeah, the transition's better. So, yeah. Um, okay, moving on to something that now to to start off with, right? Yeah. Being DC fandom, mm. not a lot of comic book talk. Oh, you know, there, it was mostly movies and TV. Isn't that funny? Because I think we've spoken about it before. <clears throat> I've, I know of people yeah. who love Marvel movies, don't read the comics. Yeah, it's like holy shit. You know, you and I, we read the comics, wanting the movies, wishing for the movies. Yeah. Um, that's what we grew up on. But now we've got people who have grown up just in the movies, yeah. and we'll watch the movies. We don't need to read the fucking, you know, comic books. Like, why would you want to do that? It's like, oh, did you read the book of it? Why? There's a movie coming out. Yeah. And so now comic books are like, oh, I want to read the comic book. Oh, my God. Dudes. I yeah. would See, I would, would think that DC Fandrome, and, and of course they're going to play to their biggest audiences, mm. right? Um, which makes sense as a corporate thing, you know. But you could use something like DC Fandrome to open your audiences across the board to buying more of your shit. If you can get the fans of the Aquaman movie, for example, which was the highest, I think it was the highest grossing movie at the time when it came out. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very successful. You know, you get all those guys mm. starting to pick up the comics. You know what I mean? Give mm. them a tease of some Aquaman comics. Give them something to buy. Ching, mm. ching, cash in on this unfortunate incident. But they seem to just be focused on this is where the money's coming from. This is where we're going to focus now. Um. I keep on thinking about Marvel, but like DC is Warner Brothers, yes. right? And so, is this more Warner Brothers, this DC fandom? Or yeah, is Warner it, Media. Yeah. So why would they? Why would they give away any airtime to DC Comics? Well, I'm just thinking, just to broaden, get get the, get people buying from <clears> every <throat> aspect of your thing. No, I reckon DC Warners just go, no, fuck the comics. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Watch us. Well, and, and it's true. I, I one time had the – I can't even remember who the editor was now. I one time was at a an online Q&A with a DC Comics editor. All right. And I asked – I said, why don't you take the money you're advertising Batman comics 
and put it on your fringe characters mm. to bring more awareness around them because Batman's a sure thing. Yeah, you know? fuck. And, and they, basically they said to me, look, the, the bang for our buck if we start putting the money for Batman into the money for Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, mm. it's just the returns aren't just going to be the returns aren't going to be there. Is is there going to be a dip in Batman if you don't... Well, that's they didn't get into that side of things. But, but you know what I mean? That's yeah. what they say. And so I, I was sort of thinking the same thing here is it's like, you know, the the, the, the screen time that they could give the, the new movies, mm. the new Batman movie, the new Shazam movie, mm. Black Adam movie, fucking blah, 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 blah. The screen time they could give that to comic books, the returns wouldn't be... Well, it's not even that. <clears throat> I'm saying you got DC Warners. Yeah. Almost like giving airtime to a whole other company. Yeah. You know? And why would you do that? But even though it's like a subsidiary, <laughs> did I just make a word up? No, no, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 a sub, you know, a no, smaller part of the same company. It's not, though. Warner Brothers is different to DC Comics. No, Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. Do they? Yeah, like Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns Marvel Studios. Disney doesn't own Disney comic owns Marvel books. Comics now too. Fuck, really? Yeah. Fuck. And Warner owns DC Comics. Right. Well, I would say they're using the comics to advertise the movies and they're using the DC Dome to advertise the movies and the TV. Yeah. So why would they throw it to the advertising of what they're advertising? No, exactly. And it's like the comics are like, what comics earned them a billion dollars? Batman, Superman. But, I mean, it took them 70, 80 years to earn it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, they dropped two movies and made it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's true. But, yeah. you know, I, I was... We're also, you're an artist and a writer and a creative. You're coming from it from that way, you know? Yeah, exactly. As opposed to, well, let's see what the money says. Yeah. 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 This is the stack of money from the Aquaman movie. This is the stack of money from the Aquaman comics. How about if we give some money of that to that? Why? good argument yeah so yeah so i I was actually very disappointed that that, you know they could have really made it a a, a multi you know there's there's i think three comic book stories in the whole thing Mm. um and i just think you know they could have talked about big events they could have done movie tie-ins like hey you know when aquaman 2 comes out december ne- next year we're having this aquaman comic event where we're gonna see blah 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 blah, blah. is it canon uh for this year it is shut up this is <laughs> yeah. how are you asking me questions this is a youtube video yeah. <laughs> they still hear the, hack the system <laughs> um, uh, so the first bit of comic book news that came up yeah was something called milestone media i have to say i was interested in this but i was like what is this? Yeah. Because they sort of launched into it and without any sort of build-up. Yeah. So I thought, is this, what is this? Is this a movie? Is it a TV? Or, but what is it? Um, look, I, that's actually good. I thought it was a new comic book initiative. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's like black um, American characters. Yeah, African-American yeah. characters yeah. by African-American creators. Fantastic. And apparently there's actually a big history behind it Ooh. with these specific characters that, you know, back in the 90s they launched and whatnot, and they've always been like um, black culture comic books. Mm. Um, and so, of course, me being a white boy in fucking small-town Australia, of course I didn't know about them. Of course not. You know, but I had I had a bit of a look through some, um, just some you know, old information on those comics and stuff. I'm going to try and actually 
read a bit of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I really I'm like not familiar with any of the characters. Um, yeah. And to know that they're actually established DC characters, it's uh, a bit mind-blowing. I really like the interview with, I think, the creators because they, they were, you know, they were talkative and passionate about the, the, the comics. Um, the fellows that they were being interviewed, were they the creators of the comic book? Um, they were. Let me just double-check. Um, uh, Dennis Cowan and Reggie Hudlin. Now, Reggie Hudlin's a uh, fuck, he's a writer, I believe. Really? I believe he wrote Black Panther for Marvel. Fuck. Um, and Echo Killam was the, 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 the host. And who was that? Not sure. Hmm. Anyway, they, they spiked my interest only because, um, yeah, they were passionate about what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about that... <clears throat> well, they weren't reading from cue cards. It was a genuine conversation. Yeah. It you was actually I mean? an about, interview. About dudes excited about what's what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the books that they were um, that they were talking about was... Okay, hang on a minute. Animation. Mm. So that's what this is about. Animated, animated pro- animation projects. Right. Yeah. Okay. Based on those comics. So, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, um, Static. Right. I think uh, DC relaunched that as Static Shock at one point. Um, hardware and Icon and Rocket, um, and the Return of the Blood Syndicate, comic book series. Um, and a 1,300-page softcover compendium collecting the classic runs. Oh, wow. 1,300 pages. Jesus, isn't that embarrassing? We, we haven't even heard these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but I have to say, me and my brother playing DC Online last night, mm-hmm. we actually stumbled across Static. You know how there's the actual heroes wandering around? Yeah. And, and they're way tough. We, we, we were playing villains, and we, we, we ran past this guy who's fighting Static. Yep. And Nathan was like, is he fighting a hero? And so we went back and looked, and it was, I recognized him just because of fandom. Um, and then we're like, let's help him kill this guy. <laughs> and so, yeah, we helped this guy kill yeah, right. this superhero. So it's the first big superhero we killed in the game. That's I'm so sorry, Static. I like you. <laughs> that's pretty bad that we don't know these guys. Yeah. That's, well, that's awesome. Now there's an opportunity for us to do that's so. That's right. And this 1,300 page soft cover, I'm sure it's going to cost a pretty penny, but look, I'm going to. Yeah. Find it, man. It's like, an omnibus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and something else, right? We, we, they brought up a few video games. Oh, yeah. I was, and again, the decision-making of what to bring up and what not to bring up. See, because I was expecting this to be two days of three and a half hours. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. Because last time there was a lot of comic book stuff. But I was thinking, even with us being new to DC Online, DC Universe Online or whatever, Surely there's some news that they could done or or an event or something they could hey guys, play this fucking video game. DC online. Yeah. It's so old. But yeah, but that's what I mean. But they're they're constantly doing updates. Like I logged on last night being Wonder Woman Day. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, you can use star spangled costumes now and stuff like that. Schneider. (laughs) But um you know what I mean? Like if if they had a I think yeah. it's fantastic. Again, if they had of, you know, they know fandom's coming up, right? They're constantly doing updates to the game. Do something super special where they get on fandom and they say, hey, this game's free to play, free to play, brackets, of course, you know, to unlock everything, you've got to pay and be a membership. But anyway, get on there for free and you'll spend your money. Um, and starting 
tomorrow, starting next week on Wonder Woman Day, you can actually be Wonder or whatever. You know what I mean? I really think, yeah, of course, it's, it's like a hydra with heads going everywhere or an octopus with arms in so many pies. How's that for some mixed metaphors? Um, but, yeah, you know, when they're pimping, they're already pimping video games. You know, I just feel like comics, video games, there's so much more. You know, they're, they're, they're launching a Arkham Asylum board game on Kickstarter next week. Oh, wow. Now, that's something that they could have thrown on there. Hey, there's a Suicide Squad video game. Hey, here's the panel on Suicide Squad. Guess what? You can play Harley Quinn in this board game where you're running away from Batman. Our board game's old hat now. But what I'm saying is who knows? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Kickstarter knows? would say otherwise when each zombie side game, you know, raises... Eight million dollars. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just on Kickstarter before it goes to stores. Mm. Anyway. This game, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad killed the Justice <laughs> League. Um, it looks amazing. I'm not a gamer. We know this. Really? I'm, I'm only, Fuck. I know. Okay. Um, Fuck. As we know, I've only just started. Oh, shit. Sorry. I've just started playing DC Online. And you're loving it. I have no idea. But you're I'm always on it. I'm loving the fuck out of Good it. I'm always messaging Luke and saying, hey, dude, you want to jump on? And Luke's like, dude, I've got podcast work I have to do, you fuck. I've got a life. Not all of us can just punch out a comic book script and then play video games all night, dickhead. Um, but yeah, I'm on it all the time. I really enjoy it. My, my kids are getting, getting upset because I take up all the TV time. Awesome. And I actually had to... Um, What's the word? Reel myself in this week and say, no, nah, you're right. Yep. I'm hogging everything. You know, the PlayStation's for all of us for, to play games. Chad, it's 3 a.m. Why are you talking to me about this? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Let me finish. You know, so, yeah, I, I have. So, I've, I've this starting this week, I'm cutting back my hours on the thing. Um, but it just, like, I, I just said to them when they were complaining about it, I said, guys, it just brings me such joy just let me play it and it's the only thing that makes me smile is unhappy life and they're like what uh this game and you esther yeah um, <laughs> but yeah after watching the segment on this game I, I think i might buy it it looks and you know i'm not a fan of the suicide i mean you know i like the suicide squad you're a bigger fan than i am yeah but it's perfect because i mean this trailer will show you like they have been selected to die yeah. You're perfect. Oh, really? Because we can win? No, nah, because you're disposable. Yeah. If you win, all right. Yeah, great. But if you don't, well, that's fine. The thing, though, and, and I like the acting and the jokes and everything about it, but the Justice League, no, was it? Um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Yeah. I actually find myself getting really upset when I see my characters dying. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know the start of um, DC Online Universe? Yeah where Superman gets stabbed and all that, it's actually, it upsets me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was talking about before, when I saw this new edgy Harley Quinn cartoon where Batman gets yep. picked up, broken shins on a corner of a wall. Like, I just, it, it upset me. And I remember talking to a friend of mine, Liam, and I was just saying, oh, Liam, have you seen the new, um, oh, who's, that bear? Um... Yogi. Yogi Bear. So someone, um, I'm not too sure if it was like a fan or if it was actually, because it was brilliant. Someone had animated Yogi Bear to reenact the last scene of the death of, have you seen this? It was a deer hunter. No, no, it was a, it was a Brad Pitt movie with um, Ben Affleck's younger brother. 
Okay. The death of so and so by the coward, blah blah blah, and it's got um, Yogi Bear. The death of Jesse James. There you go. Yep. So it's like the ending of that movie. Instead of Brad Pitt, it's Yogi Bear, knowing he's going to get shot. So he adjusts the you know the frame of of a picture and waiting for him to get shot. And they do the whole thing, and it's a boo boo with Yogi. And um, I started saying how funny it was to my friend Liam, and his his wife was crying. And I, I thought, what the fuck? Are you, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. these things. But then, you know, watching soups and bats and everybody just getting torn apart, and someone um, on on YouTube, it might have been the actual company, ran an hour and a half of all the fatalities for the latest Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So you see Robocop dying horrifically, and again, I was like, I'm seeing Murphy die again yeah and then you see rambo getting shot to shit and then his legs getting amputated and, and shot and and you're seeing all your heroes that you grew up getting obliterated and i'm just going this is horrible you know but these days it's all edgy and fun and cool yeah. but i actually get really upset so you know what so playing the suicide squad killing members of the justice league yeah i've got a problem with that yeah I'm happy to play the, the Suicide Squad killing random squid monster yeah, or starfish yeah, yeah. or whatever. But when your mission is to kill Superman, like it's like, it, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair yeah. enough, too. Yeah. Fair enough. It's like, um, you yeah, know, me being a Hellboy fan, and yeah. then they finally wrote Mignola last year, maybe it was the year before now. Yeah. Finally wrote the actual death of Hellboy. Mm. Like, you know, he died, and then they had a story where it was Hellboy in Hell. But then he came back, you know, and then it's like, nah, this time, guys. For the true, true. This is the true, true death of not only Hellboy, but the entire planet. Mm, oh, God. You know, yeah. and so I, I got the issue, um, BPRD, uh, Hell on Earth, mm. number 12, I want to say. Yeah, right. And it sat on my desk for about three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was first, it sounds first, so silly. It was usually the first thing I grab and just devour the Hellboy yeah. and the BPRD stuff. But it sat on my desk and I was just like, I can't do it. Mm. This is Hellboy. Yeah. You know, I can't do it. Um, so I, I get what you're saying. You know, with characters that you've you, you've invested blood, sweat and tears into. But you grew up with. But you grew up, yeah. You, you were know. a kid yeah. and you were looking at Superman and Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. Having said that, I think I might buy this game. <laughs> uh, it looks great. And again, even Boomerang, like okay. they're all comic accurate. They're yeah. not based on the movie. They're comic accurate. The other thing is, though, all the video games that they showed, I don't think they showed any gameplay. It all seemed oh, to be like that scenes. really beautifully rendered between scenes. To be honest, this is on the PlayStation 5. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a problem with that. Every time advertising games, it's like, yeah, okay, we do want to see the beautiful cutscenes. Mm. We want to see the character moments, but show me the gameplay. Show me the gameplay. Yeah. Thing is, back in the day, there weren't any sort of laws or policy showing that they had to show you the true yeah. visuals. Yep. And this is a whole controversy, I want to say, fucking 10 years ago. And so these these cons would show you the best stuff that they came up with, not related to what you get in the box. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure now that we've got a very healthy uh, Twitterverse and yeah. um, cancel culture, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Well, I mean, people sure made it known when... Um that Keanu Reeves game wasn't up to scratch. Yeah. Cyber. Yeah, yeah, Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And then they had to release patches yeah, and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it even if it's not up to scratch, people will let them know. Yeah, yeah, it will be. 
Um, okay, look, we're another hour into this. Shall we take another break or just keep powering through? Well, I was thinking, why don't we power through to where I finish and then we do another episode next week where I finish it. Okay. How about that? Yeah, okay. So this is like part one of DC fandom. Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. okay. Next, next up, up is was Peacemaker. Yes. Fantastic panel with... Uh, um, Okay, let me run through this. The series stars, including John Cena as Peacemaker, Danielle Brooks as Adebaya, Freddie Storm as Vigilante, Jennifer Holland as Harcourt, Steve G as Economos, and Chuck Waddy Iwuji as Mern, <laughs> and Robert Patrick as Augie Smith. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, he, <laughs> Peacemaker's also got a pet eagle who wasn't on the panel. No. And James Gunn was moderating the panel. Um, this is a great panel. It was a great panel. Um, it's the same as they did. Mm. Guardians. Guardians. I was going to say the first Suicide Squad, but I'm like, no, James Gunn didn't do that. Yeah, yeah Guardians. Guardians you know. Yeah. Why is that doing Sorry, that? I keep bumping my foot. Oh, but well, what's the foot hitting? Um, the oh. stand of the... Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I know you like James Gunn, and um, and when I see him do this sort of stuff, he he completely wins me over yeah. because it's authentic. And I hope it is. I'm sure it is because again, they just seem so excited about what they're doing. When I found out from watching the Suicide Squad yep. that Peacemaker was getting his own TV show, yep. oh, fuck you, yeah, you know, you spoilers. What you did to Rick Flag, fuck you, because I actually really liked Rick Flag yeah. Yeah. in the sequel reboots well i mean like even as we were talking about before with my cutthroat crew mm. you know to me you need a rick flag on the team yeah 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 you know, he's you the need... stabilizer he's the measure yeah. yeah it's like um if you had well it's like um these our uh, marvel's uh thunderbolts mm. you know when they collect together all these villains mm. um basically suicide squad style but they need a tough soldier hero mm. To keep them all in gear. Sometimes it's the Winter Soldier. Sometimes it's US Agent. Yep. You know, sometimes it's Hawkeye. But they need that point of moral compass. Compass. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys are fucking lunatics. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But also for the reader to yeah. know which way these guys go. Yeah. And so Rick Flag is in the middle. Yeah. You know, like he's with Waller. Yep. And so he's a little bit. He's not totally squeaky clean, but he's not fucking evil yeah, but he's a soldier he believes yeah. in what he's doing and mm. he believes in doing right you mm. know so yeah. so watching again i got upset seeing him yeah um and that was upsetting yeah like the way because like you know the camera zooms into the chest to see his heart getting pierced i.e he's dead yeah he's not comic book dead it's i'm not, showing yeah. you he's dead it's, it's not, not and again spoilers it's, it's not, not weasel Dying at the start of the movie and then in the after credits scene waking yeah, yeah. up and running away. <laughs> no, he's dead. He's dead. He's yeah, dead. he's done. No more Jack Flag. Yeah. And um, and so then when the only person who does survive is John Cena's horrible peacemaker, I went, "Fuck you!" Yeah. But then learning from this panel that it's a redemption story and it's an arc for the character yeah. to bring him up to scratch to realize why people don't like him. Yeah. He's a bit of an arsehole, and even his dad doesn't like him. Go, all right, I'm in for the journey. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with this character then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then there was the character playing Vigilante. 
He seemed funny. Yeah. I, the, the actor did, but Vigilante looks like he's always wearing his mask. Yeah. So, so okay. it's, very, it's going to be very interesting, you know, mm. but then there's going to be a lot of comedy with that uh, Danielle Brooks, the, uh, the African-American woman that mm. uh, is like his handler or something. Yeah. You know. But there's another character, and maybe I missed something, but there's another character who can just hit their targets all the time. Is that Peacemaker or is that somebody else? That's a damn good question. Yeah, because I saw that at the beginning. I thought, hang on, is that just Deadshot again? Yeah. And is that um, the other Idris Alba? Oh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. So how how special is it yeah. to hit a fucking target in this universe? It seems yeah. like anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, it's interesting because, like, I mean, again, I guess John Cena is extremely popular because he's almost like on the same trajectory as The Rock, yeah. being a wrestler turned actor. Um, you know, the dude who plays Rick Flag, he's had his dash, unfortunately. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, because he played Robocop, he yep. was in, um, that Blade carbon. Runner, Carbon, something Carbon. Yeah. <laughs> Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Yeah. Yep. I really like him, yep. but I think that's it. And so, John Cena, he's got a lot more audience behind him because yeah. of his wrestling and his, um... I guess young fans now getting into movies, watching him. So I think there's a little bit more push for him. Um, good on him. Uh, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. 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 I Tokes. think it's, it's going to be good fun. Um, did you get up to the Superman stuff? I got up to that cartoon, which is almost like not ready to be shown. Yeah. And so it was like the Batman, the Wayne family. Okay. Well, there's a few things right before that, though. Oh, really? Uh, remember, we got. Um, we got a tour of the Kent farm from the new Lois, uh, Superman and Lois TV show. I watched a bit of that. I haven't seen any of that TV show. It's not Superman's not my guy, really. I think you should watch it. Yeah, because I've, it's I've had people say that. I've had people say that. You know, it's interesting because I, I I don't like the look of Lois at all. She's a great actress, though. Is she? Um, oh, she was. She. What I recognise her off is um, a TV show called Grimm. I really like Grimm. Yeah, uh, yeah. she was the wife of the the main guy. I don't know if she's had work done, but she's just got this oh. Botox look. Okay, okay. And then Superman himself, um, to me, he's, he's not my Superman. Yeah. Um, but what they do with the story is amazing. Okay. Because it's not, all right, let's see Superman again or whatever. It's Superman and Lois working in Metropolis with with twins. They've had boys. They've, they've got sons, twins. And they're going, Fuck. You know, I'm running around being Superman and Clark Kent. You're being a reporter. We're living in an apartment in York City yep. with twin boys. Um, get a phone call. Your mum's dead. She's left you the farm. Oh. Right. What do we do? Do we sell the farm and then continue struggling? Well, not struggling, but you know what I mean? Like challenges living in New York City in an apartment. Or do I give my boys the childhood that I did? I had growing up. Yeah. Like taking them out of the city into, you know, um, the farm and give those values and principles that I had growing up. Yeah, yeah. And then you discover one of the boys has powers switch on, like, dramatically. The other one doesn't. So how do you deal with that? Well, cause Sibling got, rivalry. I was going to say, you've got the instant um, Smallville, Clark and um, Lex thing going on. 
Or maybe, maybe, or just just, just like so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not to give too much away, but the oh. the kid they don't think was going to get the powers gets the powers. Yeah, and then yeah. you think shit, and they're going to a new school and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and so it's really clever in the way that we're going through the Smallville story again, but. 20 years later yeah, yeah. and things yeah. have changed the world have changed you know living on a farm is it as romantic as they thought it would be yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff yeah right so it's actually story-wise it's really good and i love smallville yeah love it yep, yep. i love the gold tinges to everything all that sort of stuff and what they do in this tv series is they make it a little bit grimmer Right. You know, like, it's actually hard well, working I, on a farm. I remember the first season of Smallville actually was very, almost horror episodes. Each episode, like, there was the chick who um, was so fat, but she got yeah, yeah, yeah. kryptonite poisoning oh, yeah. and she would eat people. But the way it was shot, and... it was shot like a soap opera. Yeah. It, like, every morning was glowing and beautiful and all yeah, that. Okay. This one, yeah, a little bit harsh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's modern, and it really surprised me how much I liked it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, then we went on to an emotional look back at Supergirl, which is finishing up this year. God damn it, I think I've maxed out. I don't think I've seen well, any of this. This, this. this all comes up to that cartoon you were just Yeah, right, about. okay. But there, there was about a dozen people who had been in Supergirl and they are all just sitting um, and chatting to each other about the memories of the show and all that. No, so is Supergirl finishing? Yeah, I think it's the last season. Have you been watching it? No, I, again, I, I think I bought like the first two seasons on Blu-ray, yeah, but just never watched it. But watching this panel, man, like what's her name? Um, the girl who plays Supergirl. She is beautiful. Well, but she's a just, charming, you know, charming. Her girl. being like, I'm actually, you know, yeah, we would complain about these massive action scenes that we had to do, and you know, costumes and things. But I'm actually really going to miss you guys, and I'm going to miss this because, you know, like, like. You know, it, we, we've come close like a family. You're in a sh- show for six years and mm. we see each other and we, we notice when someone's missing and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, you know. I, I should quit my day job. <laughs> I should quit my day job and just watch Supergirl for the rest of my life. Uh, so that made me want to watch it. I won't. But um, <laughs> but in that moment, I thought, fuck, maybe I should watch this. The thing is, what The Flash and Supergirl do really well, because they're in the same universe, the CW, is that they they just revel in the comic book history yeah. and the movie history. And so Supergirl's uh, mum is the actor, or the, you know, yeah. is the actor who plays Supergirl yep. in the movie. Right, and yeah. her father is Dean Kane. Right. You know? And and so it's just it's just reintroducing people from the history and for old fucks like us, we go, ah, we know all these people, yeah, but it yeah. doesn't take away from Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. And she's great. She's beautiful. She plays Supergirl as if she's just Kara. You know, she's yeah. not Supergirl. She's just Kara in a yeah. suit. Yeah. Um, and the first series has Calissa Flockhart in it from Ally McBeal. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think I might have maybe watched the first season because mm. I remember that. Where she says, yeah, I remember the scene where she comes in and she says, do you really think Supergirl? Yeah. And she goes, what's wrong with girl? Yeah, Calista Flockhart. What's wrong with girl? You know, I'm a girl. I run a fucking big, you know, I'm tough. I run a business. I run my world. What, what's wrong with being a girl? You know, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, check it out. I, okay. I, and the thing is, what happens with, from what I can understand, what happens anyway, <clears throat> it gets convoluted. Yeah. And it gets to a whole universe, final crisis, reset, 
universes get melded into one. Yeah. It gets a bit confusing. Yeah. So I, I watched about three or four seasons, and then yeah. I just tapped out. So, look, we'll, we'll get through all this Superman stuff, and then we'll tap out. Sure. Okay. Now, the next part of the Superman section, mm. which was kind of interesting, but I don't <laughs> know of. I don't know why it had anything to do with Superman, oh. but we had a sneak peek at the next episode of DC's Stargirl. I really like Stargirl. And I tapped out halfway through the season. And 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 you're not the only 40-year-old friend that I know who did the same thing. I was like, what is a rock? Like, because I loved the um, the relaunch of Starman. Yeah. So it wasn't the original Starman. It was his brother with the jacket. Yep. And I'd have to say 1997. Yeah. 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 And that was cool. Like, to be 90s cool and to have this star antique. Yep. And the dude was a collector. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, um, and I really got into that. And so then seeing this, again, beautiful cheerleader who is age accurate. Yeah. I yeah. think her the actor is the same as the character age. Well, that, that was one thing that I, I really stood out to me when watching the first few mm. episodes was that, hey, this isn't a 45-year-old person playing a teenager. Yeah, this yeah. is a fucking 16, 15, maybe even a 14-year-old kid. This isn't charmed. Yeah. You know, and, well, um, this isn't. Flash and Supergirl and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, and so I love Starman. Yep. I love the Justice League, Justice, Justice Society. Society yep. Love all that. Even when in Smallville, they had these characters in Smallville. Right, she rocks up, Star Spangled Girl, and um, and so then you know again, you know I, I like the look of her. I like how she's almost like Buffy. She's a cheerleader, all this sort of stuff, and I love Luke Owen. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Luke Wilson. Yep, yep, Owen yep. Wilson's brother. He's so cool. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. All right. And then um, who's the wife? Um, she's um, from- Amy Smart. Yeah. She's from um, American Pie and oh, all yeah. that. And I haven't seen her for years and she looks great. And then it's it's again like Watchmen. It's, it's, it's hinting at a previous- Yeah, yep. Time where heroes just just ran around, yeah. and for whatever reason they're not around anymore, and so then you can just sort of like tap back into all that. So I loved season one because it's all about getting the band back together yeah, yeah. against a villain who's telekinetic; he can yeah. kill you with a thought, yeah. and you're thinking that's pretty hard to beat anyway. And this these people are in high school; yeah. that's even worse. And each episode, they chip away at a mythology yep. that I guess, as comic fans, we know of. Yep. But um, no, I really liked it. But my yeah, my other friend Nathan just went, "Nope, I'm out." I went, "Why?" Because he's got like two teen daughters in school, and for some reason, it just wasn't for him. Well, whereas I was thinking, "What is it about me that I like this so much?" I I bought it to watch with my girls. Yes, yes. Okay, and we did, and we did. Um, but what? just kept every episode getting under my skin mm. was the girl playing um the midnighter captain midnight yes yeah we spoke about this every yeah. episode i was like this kid does not understand the gravity of the situation yeah you know like yeah. all the other kids understood what the uh you know being a superhero understood this is life and death but she's walking around mm. like a ditz yeah now having said that this little sneak peek um, actually showed off <laughs> a full grown-ass man in the Captain Midnighter costume. Captain Midnight? Yeah, she had the goggles. Why is a man in the costume? The, originally, in the Justice Society, it was a dude. So is this a flashback or he's back? It looks like he's back. He just pushed her in the face and grabbed well, the goggles. I hope, I hope he just turned up and grabbed the goggles and said, listen, 
<laughs> Young lady, yeah, okay. you need to earn these goggles. I'm putting oh, them back on. That's funny. So I'm, 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 I'm interested to see what that's about because that was genuinely the only thing that kept getting under my skin. She'd wander mm. into the crook's house with these goggles on, and it's yeah, just yeah. like there's no common sense to this kid. Okay, yes, she's a teenager. When we were teenagers, we had no common sense, but this is Captain Midnighter. It's not even his fucking name. What's his name? It wasn't Our Man. Our Man was the boy. Yeah. Uh, Wildcat was the girl. Yeah. Captain Midnight. Star it was girl. It was Midnighter or something like that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean. And 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 not it, even that I was really a big fan of this Captain Midnighter. Yeah. Or whatever his name is. Um. It, but it was just her not taking this shit seriously. It irks me as well that she befriended her gear, like her inanimate. Equipment was her friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, like, uh, I, look, I can even accept that as far as, like, Tony Stark's armor. Yeah. You know, with a personality. Spider-Man's costume having yeah, a personality. But they actually earned that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, look, I'm, I'm actually interested in maybe getting the old Blu-ray out and mm. finishing that season one I at least it. and see what's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we went on to, speaking of your loved Superman show, mm-hmm. um, a Smallville... Um, Q&A? A Smallville Q&A with Rosenberg. Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum mm-hmm. and Tom Welling. Nice. And, uh, you know, yeah, they just did a reminiscing thing. It was, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. And actually, again, not that I will, because I, I can't invest in 10 seasons of something. But um, no. it made me want to go back. And at the time with these two just talking about their memories of it, it made me want to go back and watch it. We'll get into Titans next episode. Yeah. But I smashed season two Titans. Yep. And there's, you know, let's say, for example, there's eight episodes. You only need to watch three. Yeah. Like, what they do is so repetitive yep. and it makes stuff redundant. Yep. So in one episode, oh, that character's dead. The next episode, oh, he's come back from the afterlife. Oh, you just destroyed my ship. Don't worry. I've built you a new one. You're yeah. thinking... Is this padding yeah. just to get to the next yeah. fucking thing? And that's the difference between TV and, and movies. Yeah. And Smallville, I, I loved it so much. I was watching the trailers, you know, well, trailers, ads on, you know, on TV, yeah, shock yeah. horror. And it'd be like, oh, this is when, you know, um, Lex finds out Clark can fly. And then you watch it, then, then Lex gets hit on the head. Yeah. And he forgets that he saw that happen. You think, oh, for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah. So you would. You would watch 10 seasons of the same shit. Yeah. And it does unravel because actors go, you know what? Um, I'm done. Yeah. They leave. Yeah. So Rosenbaum left. Um, Kristen Krook, yep. Krook, she left. And they got Lois Lane was a casting agent. They brought her in to be Lois Lane. Right. They just shoved her in there, you know, just to keep this thing going. And they gave more and more responsibility and screen time to the charismatic as fuck Green Arrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right, just like, okay. Just, just cut it. Yeah. Because you guys are just... But it kept on going for 10 seasons because they always wanted to do 10 years. And last episode, do you want me to spoil it a little bit? Look, just say it. I'm not going to watch it. And, and anyone who cares has watched it. You're so. watching, 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 watching. Last episode... Seven years later, and they do a jump yeah, forward right. and go, are you fucking kidding? I've been watching this from where to go yeah. to see Clark turn into Superman and you do a fucking time jump. Yeah. Couldn't we have time jumped from, I don't know, episode one? Yeah. 17 years later, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, anyway. Yeah. 
<sighs> anyway, um, I like Rosenbaum. Yep. I think, he, and you're right, when he's um, interviewing females on his web, uh, podcast, creepy as fuck. Yeah. Tom Welling has constantly said he will never put on the uniform. Yep. But he's open to playing Superman up against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Right. And I just, because they're the same age and all sort of stuff, I thought, fuck off. Yeah. You, no. You, what have you done in the last 10 years? Yeah. You know? Like, our Pats has gone out and about and done stuff. This guy has sat back going, oh, yeah, I might pop the suit on now. Well, but that's also the thing is that that was his first gig, Ooh. you know, yeah. as an actor. Mm. You know, so he's probably, it's probably like a, um, again, kicking myself, I can't think, um, 66 Batman. Yeah. After doing that, he couldn't get yeah. a gig. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So but, I'm actually going to, after this, look up his uh, IMDb and yeah. see what he's been doing, um, whether he's just been doing telemovies or... He's produced stuff. Yeah. But I think it was a very good um, strategic move by saying, I'll never put on the suit because people still want to see him in the yeah. suits. Whereas if you pop the suit on, all right, next. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um. And then finally, mm-hmm. the last part of the Superman stuff. All right. We had the uh, DC chief creative officer and publisher of the comic books, Jim Lee. Of the comic books? Yeah. All right. Cool. This is what I mean. This is like, I think, two of the three comic book pieces of news, but mm. even this isn't really about the comic books. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Lee got up there and they talked about um, Superman changing his motto. Truth, justice, and the American way. Mm-hmm. Now it's which do you remember in Superman Returns? Does he still believe in truth, justice, all that stuff? Yeah, right. Mm. Um, but now it's truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Isn't that the American way, dude? I posted that on a tweet because yeah. I saw people getting upset about it, and I was like, I would like to think that the American way is synonymous with a better tomorrow, truth, justice, and the status quo. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly it. Yeah. No, no, no. The, and I think people getting upset are the ones that secretly know and believe that the American way, the Trump way, mm. isn't about a better tomorrow. It's about a better tomorrow for us, not for everyone. Truth, justice, and world domination. Yeah. yeah. But what, what is it? Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. But he's the man of tomorrow. So it works really well. Yeah, and I think you know, even just, even just without saying that, mm. even without, I mean, I don't read Superman. I don't know when the last time in the comics he said "truth, justice, and the American way." It would have been a while ago. It would have been, man. That's, I, that's I like would've... radio programming, <clears throat> you know, the old radio program type stuff. You know, I don't. We got to do it after nine eleven, right? Uh, all that was very sensitive. Okay, yeah. so that's why when Superman Returns came back, everyone was so lukewarm about it like really yeah. like you're bringing the american flag back in now yeah. and that's why american you know way was if from that movie and that's why that movie was such a homage to the nostalgia of the donna movies yeah. and that's why he didn't do anything he didn't use force yeah, yeah. he didn't use american political force um so that's why it was just like a time saver because yeah, yeah. he was so neutered because america was such in a precarious um, you know, way then anyway, because yeah. the world sort of looked at America going, well, you guys haven't been squeaky clean for some time. Yeah. Horrible what happened, you know, but, um, you know, you've been doing dodgy dealings for some time. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Being, um, 
you know, I always got to take it back to Marvel and Captain America. Mm. Um, after nine eleven, uh, they you know Captain America really shift gears, mm. and it was more about you know the, the 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 cost of lives with terror and you know Americans not doing the right you know mm. like you're saying you know and Captain America dealing with that sort of stuff and a lot of people got upset with that. Yeah. book at the time you know so i get yeah i get yeah. what you're saying man because I, I do remember being on forums back then 2001 oh wow that was a dark place <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. and and just saying to people just fucking you know you can't fault these um creators mm. um for trying to work through their grief when they're supposed to be writing captain america adventures uh adventures adventures sorry yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you can't fault that shit you know what i mean um mm. but Superman's all about a better tomorrow. Well, good. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's about a better tomorrow, not just for themselves, mm. but for everyone around them. Mm. You know, whether they're superheroes, whether they're regular human beings doing a day job, you know, I would like to think that we're not. But then again, it destroys the last Wonder Woman movie. Um, yeah, at the end of the last Wonder Woman movie where yeah. she talks the world into... Giving back their wishes. Doing the right thing. Yeah. That... Which, which is, again, proof that Gal Gadot can ask her friends to do anything. <laughs> yeah. But I watched that and it, it rung so false with me mm. because I was like, I know there's two assholes at least in the whole world who would be like, no, I got my shit. I yeah. got a farm now, man. I got a, a swimming pool full of gold bunion, yeah. if that's the right word. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? There would be selfish assholes who wouldn't give up their wishes. There would be so many assholes. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I know there's at least two, mm. but in the population of the world, mm. there's a million. There was a great scene in that George Clooney movie, Money Monster, where he's being held hostage. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that one. So he's one of these, what do you call them? Like TV, like... He's basically a version of that real life character who runs a TV show that showed up on Iron Man. Yeah, like here's here's um, uh, here's Stark Industries' yeah. um, business plan. Boom! And yeah. he's a real real uh, act, uh, real person. And Money Monster, he's um, held hostage yep, on yep. his own show. And if stocks dip, he's going to die. Yeah. So he asks all of his views, everyone, to force you know this stock up. And so for my life. Like, get on your phone, call your agent, all this sort of stuff, and let's do it. And he's counting it down, and it's, like, inspirational and everything, and it just drops a bit. Yeah. And he just goes, fuck. Yeah. Because he knows even these people that watch him, they don't give a shit. They're yeah. New Yorkers. They're watching him to get more money. Yeah. They're not going to throw money away. It's like, And it's like every horror movie where someone posts something online mm. and it says, I can't remember what the movie was, but I, I must have watched it recently. Probably on Tubi, yeah, um, Tubby or whatever it is, and it's like, the if this gets a million views, the person in this video is going to die. Clickbait. So, if, yeah, 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 yeah. So of course everyone's going to jump on. So even when they hear about it, oh, fuck, what's this about? You know what uh, I mean? And then there's the yeah. people who are sitting there fucking watching it, waiting to, you know. Mm. Anyway, Superman. Yes. Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. You know what they should like. I guess it rings off better because a better tomorrow is hope. Yeah. Truth, justice, and hope. And a better tomorrow isn't just a better tomorrow for me, mm. a better tomorrow for Whitey. Yep. You know what I mean? It's a better, it's 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 an all-encompassing statement. Oh, my God. So it includes North America. 
includes and South America. Fuck. And other not America. What? It's There's more than not America? That's fucked. Fuck. Oh, fuck off, Superman. It's bullshit. You fucking commie. <laughs> that's right. Commie bastard. Super one. <laughs> we raised you, prick. Yeah, motherfucker. Ah, um, look, that's fine. Yeah. Dude. <sighs> and I actually can't think of a better phrase to finish the podcast, this week's podcast on truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. I, I, I Look, I love it. He's mm-hmm. been... Uh, actually... I remember people getting upset with um, an issue of um, Superman where he stopped some illegal, quote-unquote, illegals from Mexico coming into the States. He stopped them from being shot by militia, right? So he saved their lives. And so many people got upset and was like, this is fucking woke shit, leftist bullshit. But, but, But in the start of the issue, he actually saved some... Uh, conservative, um, conservative voters, you know, from a, from a threat as well. So it's like they ignore that he helped this group, but the fact that he helped that group was a fucking outrage. To me, you know, if if I was to write Superman, and and uh, you know, I don't know a lot about him to be honest. If I was to write Superman, my take would be the burden of having to look after everyone on the planet. The thing is, Superman is the ultimate illegal alien. Yeah. So how can you get your knickers in twist? So. I get you. I get you. And look, and I think I can't add anything to that. So, guys, we're going to wrap that up for now. Next week, we'll be in for the second ba- second bunch of uh, Superman, stu- uh, Superman stuff, uh, DC fandom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some more in-depth stuff for you. But, uh, look, I hope you've enjoyed this mega episode. Um, but uh, yeah look uh, if you want to track Luke down online you need to hit up uh, themovieclub.net on all the social media yeah that's where you'll find Luke uh, if you want to hit me up it's at Big Tim Styles um, now what I've, what I've actually added is um, we've got the Turtle Boy Turtle Boy podcast Instagram account now Ooh. and what I'm doing a little bit differently that I'm trying um, is each episode I'm actually loading up images of the stuff we talk through the episode so if you're on instagram you're like oh okay this is the fandom episode you know you look at the first bit and we'll talk about um yeah there'll be a, a picture of shazam the next bit there'll be a picture of flash blah 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 that sort of thing and even with our um ad lib conversation at the start of the episode mm-hmm. uh, i'm throwing images up there just to sort of be a bit more interactive sort of yeah, thing cool. so um at the tur- at turtle boy podcast or one word um jump on there and uh yeah, just check out the images that we throw throw up as we as we talk, and that's where we'll announce the new episode comes out. Um, so yeah, guys, thanks for uh, listening to us for such a long time, and be good to each other. This was a Turtle Boy podcast.